participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, May 15th, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. It is so great to be here on a lovely, lovely Monday afternoon in New York City. Great weekend in the books. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, to all the future moms out there. I hope uh, everyone was able to um, celebrate in some way, shape, or form. And I and I understand that Mother's Day can be a very tough time for a lot of people, and, and I'm very um, cognizant of that and sensitive to that. And so if you were able to celebrate or honor, I hope it was um, you know a, a happy time and not too tough of a time and a celebratory time for you. And your family, no one more important on this planet than moms. 
and uh, I wasn't able to celebrate with my mom. She is in Montreal, but was able to speak to her and was, of course, able to celebrate with my wife and kids. And it was a lovely, lovely time, a lovely day. And uh, those are those are memories that will last a lifetime. In fact, had a lovely weekend um, and a lovely Saturday as well, which I will tell you about in a moment. But we've got a lot to get to on today's show, my friends. Wow. Busy weekend in combat sports. Busy weekend in MMA. And we are on the road to Dublin, my friends. Katie Taylor, Chantal Cameron, my first time in Dublin since 2014. My only time in Dublin was back in 2014 for Conor McGregor versus Diego Brandao. Can't wait to see what the scene is like at the Three Arena on Saturday night. I can't wait to take that all in. Very excited about that. And very excited about today's lineup. Man, oh man, a real... um, I don't know, how, how should we put it? a real influencer-like lineup, right? These these guys on our show today have very passionate fan bases, and so I'm, I'm very excited to talk to all of them and excited to get into it. Back into the show, uh, we will recap the weekend that was as far as betting is concerned, and uh, we'll also make our picks for this weekend. Why will we make our picks for this weekend? Because this week our shows are going to be Monday, Tuesday, so please uh, put it on your schedule, Monday, Tuesday, Tomorrow will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern. It'll be a different kind of show, a bit of a different kind of show, but still live at 1 p.m. Eastern, so have no fear. But that will be instead of Monday, Wednesday. This week we'll go Monday, Tuesday. So we won't leave you hanging as far as the number of shows. We're just going Monday, Tuesday this week because on Wednesday I shall be in ERA, as they say. So stay tuned for more on that. And also, as always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only the UFC, but this program as well. Please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and put in the code DMMAR when you sign up. That's very important because that lets them know we sent you. In fact, today uh, we have four sponsors on today's show. We've really come a long way in the sponsor department. DraftKings Sportsbook, as always, we appreciate them. They've been here since day one of our return, which are approaching two years since we've been back. Crazy, right? Where is the time going, my friends? Please enjoy every moment. Uh, Squarespace, as always, I'll tell you more about them. Uh, We appreciate their support very much. I love BetterHelp. I've talked to you about mental health. I've talked to you about how excited I am that BetterHelp is a part of our family here. And so I'll tell you more about BetterHelp. And also a new one to the fray, Harry's. Uh, who I actually uh, just used their products over the weekend, Uh, a little shaving, a little cleanup. Uh, I'm excited to tell you about Harry's and happy that Harry's is a part of our family as well. So four sponsors on today's show, and it is fitting because we've got four massive guests, my friend. Back into the show, we're going to be joined by one KSI. Yes, JJ himself coming off his big win and controversial win over Joe Fournier, billionaire Joe, on Saturday at the OVO uh, Wembley Arena in London, England. Uh, Second round stoppage, knockout, but of course mired in controversy because it did very much appear as though it was an elbow that knocked out Joe Fournier. Was rocked from a overhand right seconds earlier, but a nasty elbow, which I'm sure the lads over at uh, London Shoot Fighters were very excited about, but unfortunately boxing, a no-go. He has addressed it, so has Joe. Kind enough to join us. We'll talk to him at about 3.45. At 2.30, we're going to be joined in studio by the reigning defending UFC bantamweight champion, the one and only, the Funk Master, yes, Aljamain Sterling in studio. 
making the trek from Long Island. First time in studio, I do believe, since he announced that he was re-signing with the UFC. Remember he had the hats? I think it was UFC Bellator 1. I don't remember exactly. Or maybe it wasn't the hats. Maybe it was a piece of paper now that I remember. This was back on um, on 42nd Street at Bryant Park. Anyway, he's back. Excited to have him on. And it occurred to me this morning, three weeks three weeks in a row without Joe, three Mondays in a row without Joe, uh, Monday before the fight, Monday after the fight, and now this particular Monday. So good times with the Funk Master, who was in attendance game five against the Heat, last Knicks win of the season. Sad times on uh, Friday came oh so close. Jalen Brunson showed up, no one else showed up. And you wasted Jimmy Butler so-so game with a performance like that, you know, you're going to lose. You deserve to lose. In any event, Funkmaster will join us. Ian Machado-Gary, who's one of the big winners on Saturday afternoon in Charlotte, North Carolina at the UFC event, will join us. Massive, massive win over Daniel Rodriguez, which he called. He said it himself to my friend P.C. Carroll on his show, The Crack. He said he was going to get a uh, head kick knockout, and he got a head kick knockout. And uh, it was pretty damn impressive. Pretty damn, I mean, I don't know if it goes down as a head kick knockout because I think there were some strikes afterwards, but um, I mean, he, he called it. For all intents and purposes, he called it. Uh, so he'll join us at 2.05. And then at 1.40, we're going to be joined by Cédric Dumbé, who's the latest signing for the Professional Fighters League. He had been signed to the UFC, was scheduled to make his debut back in September in Paris. Didn't come to fruition. A uh, two-time glory welterweight world champion. Very, very popular. Lethal striker. Very charismatic, very fun, very loyal fan base. This is a massive, massive signing for PFL in uh, what could be you know, a string of big signings for them. Uh, this is a big one and one that maybe the casual MMA fan isn't aware of. Certainly his fan base is aware of him. And I suspect come late June when he debuts for PFL, a lot of people will be aware of Cedric Dumbay. How the UFC let this one go, I don't know. I wonder if Bellator made a play for him. They have a very good thing going in France. In the end, though, he goes to the PFL, and that's a huge coup for them. Talk about the whole weekend. Talk about everything that went down as well. And actually, let's start there. I was very happy about the fact that we had the Friday afternoon Bellator show in Paris. Big win for Fabian Edwards, and now he's going to fight Johnny Eblen in Dublin later this year. That's a really solid uh, middleweight title fight. Two young studs. Um two kind of homegrown-ish products. I know Fabian not necessarily homegrown, but you get the point. Not UFC cast-offs. Like it. Uh, that was on Friday. Saturday afternoon, we had the UFC show on ABC, which kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Felt like it should have been bigger. Solid enough. Some good results. Jalton Almeida with the big win over Jarzino Rosenstrike. That guy is just unbelievable. And I mean, I, I, I feel like we're we're about, you know, this time next year, we'll get ready for a Jalton Almeida, Sergei Pavlovich title fight. We could talk more about that in the future on this program. But um, that was big. And at the same time, we had the uh, the Misfits card, which featured the KSI win over Joe Fournier. And Fortune also featured the um, shocking Salt Poppy loss to Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. What I appreciate about all this is by 6 o'clock, everything was done, Eastern time. Then I got to take my kids to the uh, New York Red Bulls game against NYCFC 
If you're ever in the New York City area, let me just say very quickly, if you're ever in the tri-state area, do yourself a favor and go to Red Bull Arena. I don't know why they call it Arena when it's a stadium. Nevertheless, it is beautiful. It felt like we were at a European soccer game. It was it, unbelievable. It's not like like NYCFC, they play at Yankee Stadium. It's clearly a baseball stadium. This was built for soccer, and the pitch was beautiful. My kids were so happy to be there at their first live soccer game that they can recall. I took them to one when they were like two. They don't remember. They would have rather be there than like NBA Finals Game 7. They were so excited to be there. And so it was a lovely time, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, big, you know, big day for us as far as soccer is concerned. You know, Nottingham Forest tied Chelsea at Stanford Bridge, NBD, NBD. But I was happy that uh, we got that, you know, Saturday off, so I was able to do that. This this afternoon when I got here, I saw the guys. Um, they were eating lunch, you know, just kind of uh, fraternizing as they do before the program. And I asked GC and Eric in particular, New York Rick, what was the biggest story of the weekend? Because there's, you know, there's a few directions that you can go. Uh, do you want to go with Fabian Edwards following in the footsteps of his uh, his brother, Leon, the UFC welterweight champion? Solid pick. Uh, do you want to go with... Um, Jalton Almeida, do you, do you want to go with Ian Gary? Do you want to go with Matt Brown, who had the big win over Court McGee? Or do you want to go with, you know, Misfits, uh, KSI, Solid Pop, whatever? I don't know what the right answer is. And I feel like if I come on this program and talk about one or the other, some fan base is going to be disrespected. So let me throw it out to the guys because I didn't get their answer. I wanted them to chew on it. Let me ask them. Gentlemen, what did you think was the biggest fight-related story? You could throw in uh, Rolly Romero's controversial win if you'd like. Um, I doubt anyone's going to vote on the Celtics beating the Sixers in Game 7, but if you would like to do that, maybe Sloppy Joe back there would be happy to do that. Uh, New York, Rick, your pick, and, and and please give us a real answer, not a facetious answer. No, please. no. What do you mean? I, just, I, only, I only speak in facts. And uh, it's the minor setback of of Salt Poppy, the minor speed bump in the in the journey to greatness. Um, credit credit Anthony Taylor, a great performance, a lot of clinching, um, hard fought three rounds, hard, hard fought three rounds. Maybe the three rounds ends up being a mistake, huge um, mistake. Three yeah. rounds is nothing. Yeah, when it, when it when it came on and the bug said three rounds, I was. Wildly disappointed. I thought we were getting at least six. So I yeah. just want the record to show that the first fight that we're talking about on today's program, not my choice. I'm throwing I mean, this that's to you. Rick. That's Rick. It is is Listen, Salt Poppy's lost Anthony the, it Taylor. It was the main event of the biggest fight card of the weekend. The people's main event. Oh, was there fights after? <laughs> you did. I did ask you if you were watching afterwards, and you said you turned it off. I don't watch post limbs. Yeah, I only watch yeah, yeah, the main it event. off after the main event. Yeah, the main event. Saul Poppy, Anthony. Shout Shep. out Anthony Taylor. I do want to ask nice you about stuff. that in a moment, but first, let me get GC's pick. All right. So, in terms of engagement, in terms of how many people were talking about it, it was the KSI elbow. I mean, that was just taking over the internet. In terms of my own personal world, it was Jailton Almeida is unstoppable. He's unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. I mean, it's exactly how how he drew it up. Gets the takedown. Spends the rest of the round. Gets the good position, subs him first round that easy. I mean, he has had as many significant strikes landed on him as Hamza. Like he's making it look easy, and now he's getting into the top ten of a division that people say he shouldn't even be in. Uh, so yeah, Jelton Almeida for me. And and to be clear, uh, they say he shouldn't be in there because he should probably be a two hundred five er. Yeah, they're saying he could be two hundred five. Like yeah, he could fight at two hundred five, use his size as it is at his advantage. Uh, but I like him at heavyweight. 
How about, the run continues. How about this stat, courtesy of Michael Carroll, who works for uh, UFC Stats? Significant strikes absorbed by Hamza Chemaev in his first four UFC fights, one. Significant strikes <laughs> absorbed by Jalton Almeida in his first five UFC fights, two. I mean, two? It's, like, it's fake stats. He's now fighting top ten opponents. And he's making it look that easy. That is unbelievable. I, like, everyone's calling for blades. I'm down for blades. Maybe he gets the winner of Tibera Aspinall. Do you do that now? Almeida Aspinall. Like I'm assuming Aspinall wins. Do you I'm do down that now? for I'm down for Almeida blades. Blades coming off a loss. Here's the question: Do you do him versus Pavlovich? Yeah, man, I, I go back to if I'm Pavlovich, I'm I'm sitting until I get the title shot. Okay, so I made the joke at the beginning. Let's say they do John Jones versus Stipe. And as of right now, and, and, and yes, it's six months away, so they have some time. But as of right now, there's not a lot of talk about this fight. And they're, they're getting stuff done beforehand. I'm not worried about that. Like, they're not usually booking the November pay-per-view in May. But So let's say they do it. If you're John Jones, you win. Are you sticking around to fight Sergey Pavlovich and, and Jalton Almeida? I don't no. Th- I don't think he is. I don't think they, that he would do that. No. And then we do, what, a, va- a vacant title, Pavlovich versus Almeida? Is that what you were referencing at the beginning of the show? That was the joke, yeah. But that's so I'm far away. That's I'm so far away. Is it that far I mean, away? Well, yeah, because November, right? We'd be thinking that's in about six November. months. Yeah, but that's the fight. Then you have to wait while they do the footsie dance of is John staying or is not is John not oh, staying? Oh, you don't think he you don't think he makes that announcement on 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 the night? No, why? Why? I don't what, think what is he it? should I retire. Win See, I win the title and then retire. No, he's going to wait. Maybe they bring him something interesting, you know. I, I don't think that's an automatic retirement after after a title. Uh, also, um, that's an assumption that John Jones is going to win. I would obviously favor John Jones. Stipe might be more willing to stay around. It doesn't seem that way. Um, so yeah, no, that's too far off in my opinion. I don't think John should retire. Like I see people saying like he's going to run away from these guys, and I saw his comments. I think it was from Fox Sports Christ. Australia, where he's like, you know, what what do I get out of this? And I get that, but. To hang yeah, I, it up, there's nothing to prove against the Surrey. There's always going to be killers. But to hang it up just because those guys are tough and don't have big names like, will feel like a very sort of underwhelming way. I don't know. I just feel like he's got fighting left. I don't think he's – I definitely don't think he's running away from those guys. That's I think me. it would just be – No, 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 not killing. It's just like the upside isn't there, right? They're no, so tough. the idea of like running – like John Jones is yeah, running, running away, away from, from somebody them. just – the idea of this just kills me. Like that How do they keep him happy? Who How do they keep him around? Like, there's literally nothing else. It has to be a fight that's not I mean, those guys. Sergey Pavlovich is the number one contender. He deserves a title shot. Mm. I mean, who else is there? Me. Who else a is A light there? heavyweight champion coming up or something, maybe? Something that really, like, matters, a legacy is it really, type fight. Is, I mean, who are the light heavyweight champions? You know, like, that could be champion by the time this is a thing. Jamal Hill, Yuri Prochaska. What's There's more John money Jones in it. There's, there's more money in it. Yeah. I, that fight matters more to me than than Sergey, and probably like, I kind of like the Sergey fight. Is Business it going to make aside, money though? Is it going to make money? I feel like John if you're John it. Jones, you need you need a fight that makes financial sense or legacy sense, and that's not the fight. Well, right now John Jones is the champion. Cyril Gunn is ranked one. Who wins, Cyril Gunn or or Jalton Almeida? Oh boy, that's. That, I mean, did, we, did, did, did you see how John minutes. Jones? Did you see how John Jones beat Cyril yeah. Gaunt? Yeah, it would be the exact same outcome. That's I mean, at heavyweight, the ground game that this dude has is 
is insane. I mean, I, it's crazy he that he's ranked 12 right now, but that's going to change in the UFC rankings because yeah. above him, Derek Lewis, Marcin Tybura, Jarzinho is, is, is nine, so he's at least going to be nine. But even Spivak, Volkov, Tuivasa, now we get into Aspinall, Curtis Blades. Like, he's a top five heavyweight. Oh, for in my sure. opinion. And we, he has to hit a point. He has to hit that Hamza point where he finally gets tested, where he gets pushed, or he gets, like, checked and he gets knocked out or something like that. But right now, I mean, he's just making it look easy. It's it's insane. Yeah, we need to see somebody stop a takedown. That We need to see somebody actually prevent— uh, he, he stopped the first one. Yeah. We, and we then immediately the second one came. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that guy exists, by the way. Like, who's going to repeatedly stop them? That's the problem. I think we, I really need to see his, his chin like really yeah, tested. Uh, like the it. the shots that Hamzat ate against Gilbert Burns, it was like, wow, wow, this guy also has a chin. Like if if Jelton Almeida has like a serious chin on him, do you have a I future? Mean, he's already arm? a problem. Nah, because I don't think he's gonna get there by 2024. Mm. Or I mean by 2023. Next year I'll have one, no doubt. All right, so he was he was one of the big stories. I would argue that Ian Gary's win was just as oh, big as man. his. I would argue that it was just as good. To do that to D-Rod, this is a guy that people have been targeting since he was 1-0, saying that he could be the next big thing. There's no denying now that he's the best fighter to come out of Ireland as far as MMA is concerned since Connor. I don't think you can deny that anymore. Is that a crazy statement, York Rick? At no, this point, yeah. 12 and 0, like there have been good fighters that came out of Ireland uh, either around the same time or, you know, you know, Shortly thereafter, you know, the Patty Hoolins in the world, the uh, Ashton Dailies of the world, et cetera, et cetera. But no one who's doing this, um, to do that against Daniel Rodriguez to win in just, you know, a little over two minutes and to, you know, head kick him when you said you were going to head kick him. Like, the guy has arrived. And I think some people were willing to or excited to write him off and say that he wasn't worthy of all the attention and praise. He has arrived. He is here. Um, I would actually put him in the same conversation as Jelton as as the stories of that UFC card. I think that that win was just as impressive as the main event win. Crazy, GC? No, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, he's he's had this hype around him. He has he's kind of a polarizing fighter, and the fact that last fight we saw him get dropped, we saw him struggle a little bit, fight back, get the finish uh, over Kanong San, and then. Take a harder fight against D-Rod and get the finish in the first round like that. Uh, super impressive to me. How do we feel about him celebrating the 15 so much? I mean, he got the tattoo. I'm cool with it. I'm all right with it. Everyone's hating on it. I'm all <laughs> Is right with he, it. By the way, his social media game, uh, Rick, I mean, can we give him props? It has... Uh, give him some props, Rick. It has your diary posts. The, all right, the your diary posts yeah. could look cool. Yeah. Like, if he really... Like, if he ends up becoming champion, uh, the diary posts will, will look Rick really not cool. liking them? <laughs> I get what's happening here. I like the the effort and the initiative on it. Um, so well done. Look, you know we we were talking about um, Jalton Almeida and and Ian Gary, and I think the big difference for Ian versus Jalton is Ian can grab a mic and kind of set the tone right and say what he wants next and lay it all out and cut the promos, um, and that helps him big time. Like he's he's great on the mic. He knows he comes in with a with a thought with a plan. Um, and is able to kind of lay out his next steps. He's talking to Pizzi and predicting knockouts. Like the guy has whatever it is, um, and if he can realize his potential, it's going to be massive. Yeah, he also massive. he also dresses to the nines, and like yeah. they showed him coming into the yeah. arena. And I said uh, to the people I was watching the fight card with, I was just like, I don't know if he's going to get there. But, like, if he ever gets to the point where he's main eventing cards, where he's, you know, main eventing a pay-per-view, like, 
he is ready for it. Like rocking the velvet suit, yep. like all the social posts and everything. Like he's, if his fight game can get him there, then he's definitely built for it. I think a lot of the criticism is like you know cosplaying as Conor McGregor, but which I feel like has has it's. I feel like he, that's down a little bit now. I don't. I don't actually feel like that's the criticism that he receives. Uh, I think mm. it was that. I think the criticism is that he tries too hard. I think that's what people don't like. That it doesn't feel natural. Like even even the social media stuff I mean, is all very I mean, curious. There's a truth yeah, to that. Yeah, no, no, but that's the that. that's the that's the criticism I see. I don't see the Connor stuff anymore. To be honest, I don't feel like he. He acts like Connor, other than the accent and where he's from. He leans into the Connor stuff, though. But but to be fair, he always why says, not? "I don't want to be. I don't want to be compared to him anymore." No, blah, 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 I don't blah. mean necessarily in point of comparison. But it's like Connor praised going back and forth with him. He's going to be connected to Connor. It's that's just fine. He's an Irish fighter, and, and I think I think that's good for him. That's I think fine. That's good take for him. take that take yeah. that praise, take that connection, take that you know whatever that, that he has with him, the friendship, whatever. He, take it and run with it. Um, the one thing I would suggest to him that I think would go a long way at this point, and look, he doesn't need our advice because yeah. he's he's there. I would I would really love to see him on a European card next because I do feel like he's fighting on these random cards in America and he's not getting the pop that he deserves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You compare the pop that some of these other European fighters have gotten. Like, look how much we talk about Tom Aspinall still. Look at what happened to Patty. Look what happened to Molly. Yes, you need that pop to then tell the world that you are a superstar. Charlotte isn't going to react to you like, you know, like England is going to react to you. And I know he's Irish. I know he's Irish, but I don't know if they're going to Ireland anytime soon. You get the point? Yeah. Like, if he could get on this London card, and, and it might be too too soon. That seems quick. I, don't I mean, know. fuck, it was, two minute, it was a two-minute yeah, thing, yeah. but, like, who, you know, who two, knows? Two months Training in between camp. his last Yeah, fight. to get an opponent, though, and... I mean, look, I, I it, think, it, it don't you, a ranked do you understand what I'm saying? It, it will make him seem like a bigger superstar. Put oh, yeah. him in the co-main. Um, heck, he deserves to be in the main at this point. Um, I just I just feel like he... I think they had they made a conscious decision early on to say, hey, we don't want to be the European fighter, and so let's go to Jacksonville. Let's go to Vegas. Let's do this. And that's fine, but I think he needs that extra oomph to get the people in Europe really behind him because we've seen what they can do for their own. I think that's something that's missing right now. I like it. Good idea. I, 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 I do love also the call-out. Neil Magny? Like, not a lot of people are calling out Neil Magny at his stage. A winnable fight but a name, a respected name, a ranked guy. Love Another, it. like, proper step. He does it. Yeah, he's doing everything right. Like, he always has a name ready. He sells the fights. He does the media. I mean, you saw you saw the lower third, the seven-fight plan to the championship? Yeah, yeah, I like it. And I think that's a winnable fight for him. It's a good name. He had it ready to go. Um, I mean, Neil Magny versus Ian Gary, co-made for that London card. Again, it might be too soon. It's, it's in a little over two months. Uh, would be impressive. Uh, John, I believe... Yeah, Am I crazy, but Magny's booked, no? Fuck. Could be booked. I mean, do I... He called him out. Why would he call him out if he's booked? I don't know. That happens all the time. Yeah, it's true. It does happen all the time. Let's see. Morono called out... Uh, who did he call out? Brian Barberain, and he got booked the very next... Well, he... Next I mean, not his fault. Yeah, of course not. Uh, yeah, he's fighting Philip Rowe. Philip Rowe and... By the way, there's another June card, uh, ABC card in June? Is the Holly Holm main event one? No, Josh Emmett, Ilya Teporia. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, in June. Yeah, that's a great one. That's ABC? Yeah. Jesus. Ilya Teporia, baby. In Jacksonville. Um, 
All right. Well, Either so way, point point yeah. point is he's They'll he's got go. a plan. He's got a name in mind. He's he's doing it right. Johnny Walker with the win over Anthony Smith. I don't know if that was the performance uh, that he needed to maybe slide into that. I mean, he might just be the guy because who knows about Yuri Prochaska's uh, shoulder and how it's 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 recovering. But you know, I, f- You're I talking felt- about for the title. Yeah, because I don't know if Yuri's going to be yeah. ready for when they want him ready. But I think that's I what they hope. Um, I don't know if that decision win gets a rematch after getting knocked out in the first round by. I mean, who else is there? I don't know. I feel like Alex people Pereira. felt like Anthony Smith, if Don, he got the win, would be in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough sledding. Division Yeah, I feel like Johnny Walker needs needs one more one. Um, so that's happening. And uh, Carlos Ulberg with a nice win. Oh, he he's looked very good, right? Jack, don't get Rick started on him. Why? Oh. That's your guy. Yeah. Really? Uh, love since, the guy. Since when? It's a long established thing. Blackjack? I've, I've got Blackjack. Ladies night. Guys. When he came in studio, I don't I don't remember you going crazy. Was I here? I don't even remember. It was on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, you were here. I mean, do I go crazy for anything? Not really. Um, Alex Morono with the big win. Matt Brown with the big win. Matt Brown um, with a very big win. That was amazing. Yeah. Brian Battle with the impressive win. Unfortunately, friend of the program, JRC. Another tough one. But at the same time, we have this Misfits card, which was a total like roller coaster ride. I'm sitting, first I sit down, I'm like, hey, kids, you, you know, KSI is fighting. And they're like, my kids just don't care for fighting, to be honest. Like, we, 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 we left everything, you know, out on the table. Like, the tank was empty after Forrest and Chelsea, if I'm being honest. It was just such an emotional game. But then, you know, I was like, oh, let's just sit down and see what this is like. You know, I'm curious. I'm aware of some of these people, Sal Poppy on the show, KSI on the show. And all of a sudden, I tune in and the national anthem is about to play. I'm like, oh, that's cool that they're doing the national anthem. And I will be honest, Mia Culpa, like, I'll be honest. I, I don't know. I've never heard of, maybe it's on my demo. I don't know who Gideon is. Do you guys know who Gideon is? I've since learned that he's got like a gazillion YouTube. So, like, honestly, Rick, did you know who he was before Saturday? I think it'd be fair to say I knew of him, but I'm not like somebody who consumes his content. Is that is that GC? acceptable? Yeah, that's you knew of the him the exact same way. Yes, knew of him, but like I'm not I'm not going to his YouTube channel and watching. I asked videos. my 15 year old nephew Jared, "Do you know him?" He's like, "Yeah, I love him." I was like, "What? All right, fine. I guess I'm really." <laughs> Out of touch, which is is totally forty. Your nephew's fifteen. Fuck! I honestly, I still feel like I'm twenty two. I still feel like I have the same brain. I don't know what's happened. I guess that's what old people say. (laughs) But I uh, that is exactly what what old people say. And at first, I'm like, is he trolling right now? I see he pulls out the phone and he's reading the lyrics off the phone. (laughs) And uh, then I hear the booze. In case you missed it, we have the audio of it. Frank, what do you think? Is this trolling or is this legit? You tell me. Uh, I think it's legit. You think it's legit? Let's. Can we play the audio? Oh, say can you see? I mean, what is that? The dawn's early light. This is beautiful. What so proudly we <laughs> How could this? This has offended a lot of people in America. Last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars. I mean, you hit the high note. Some there. effort, yeah. That. Frank, your thoughts? I mean, it's no Roseanne. Now the boos are raining in. This is... The hard notes to hit. Tough. Tough. Yeah. 
light was still there. Oh, say does this is good. Yeah, you like it? He's trying. Yeah, he's definitely giving it, uh, giving it his all. A for effort. Oof. Wow, let that go a little long. So, wow. standing up right now. Yeah. So I see that. I see that. And I'm like, okay, this is Carl Lewis levels. This is Roseanne. There's like Carl Lewis, Roseanne, um, Fergie. Fergie. There's I've been never some, felt more patriotic. But I feel like those ones tried, like they were giving it the old call. I feel like he was trying. Yeah. And then I learned that he's like a big time troll. So then I, so I tweeted yes. about it. And then I learned that he, like I guess that's his thing. So I feel like I kind of exposed myself and got yeah, trolled. No, Is that right. what happened? Yeah, and then he and then he hit you with the troll and, and the the replies. I mean, the reply the, was uh, tremendous. Uh, Lord, please take the hate out of this man's heart. Is <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, <laughs> sitting on the street with like the fisheye lens to it's so tremendous. Good. Wearing so the good. same outfit, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah and then yeah. he spoke to same my friend day. Donna Corby afterwards and and said that it's on site. Yeah, yeah, on site. Better be careful. I mean, it was clearly a troll job. Like, are you it, okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Even as an American. Yep. Making gets, a mockery of the, the engagement. You know, I saw some people really upset. Dominic Reyes was in my comments, very upset about this. I, I have more things to worry about than than Gideon. <laughs> Is it on him? him? Is it on properly. him or somebody else? Like they booked them. That's yeah. not his fault. All right. It got a ton of engagement. Okay, I just wanted to, I'm, I don't know. I see, I, I, I don't feel, I'm, I'm a new American. I don't feel. Although, you know what? I feel like I'm I'm not being clear on my allegiance. Like, we're, we're team Helwani, obviously. We're anti-team. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like. No, no, see, I have to correct the record. Yeah. Like, we're not on his team, but uh, I'm sympathetic. How about that? I'm All sympathetic right. to, his, to his cause. But now, nah, if we have to pick, you know. The bozo gets no love. It's it's all team Helwani. Uh, was KSI's victory legit? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, so for those that missed it, first round does pretty well. Second round rocks Joe Fournier with the uh, the big right, and then comes in with the uh, what appeared like initially upon watching it, it was like a short right boom, but then <laughs> the replays showed that it wasn't a right that connected. It was his elbow that connected, and you see it right there. Fournier goes down right away. Like, he is out. There's another angle, uh, courtesy of DAZN. He is completely out, and initially, it was like, holy shit. He just knocked out this guy, like, legit boxer, not, 9-0, not, whatever. Like, that was a freaking lethal punch, but it appears as though it was the elbow that connected. Uh, They celebrate. Doesn't really address it afterwards. Did address it uh, via social media afterwards, but like, is this going to be overturned? It's it's not really sanctioned by it's not sanctioned by the British Boxing Board of Control. It's san- and I did actually get a um, a press release right now. Um, literally, like th- four minutes ago, Joe Forney expressed his disappointment with the outcome, stating, "I knew fighting the promoter there would be every angle in high favor, but to call this a knockout instead of a disqualification." After an intentional elbow is disgusting, we will be appealing this decision on Monday and hope that both KSI Misfits and PBA Boxing do the right thing and show their integrity to the sport of boxing. So it appears as though they're going to um, they're going to appeal this to this PBA uh, yep. association, the Professional Boxing Association, which isn't 
uh, as highly regarded as the BBOC. The Professional Boxing Association is an independent boxing governing body who license and regulate professional boxing, semi-professional boxing, and white-collar boxing worldwide, with a prime emphasis being placed on boxer safety and fairness of competition. That's what um, that's what their website states. Um, so a bit of controversy here, and uh, Joe Fournier saying he wants to run it back. Should they run it back? Nope. New York, Rick. Nope. <laughs> Moving on. Well, now, there's a part. There's part part of that that I agree with uh, in the statement from from Fournier. Um, something should be done, right? They should overturn the decision, but to be a disqualification, I, I can't get on board with that. I don't think KSI was intentionally throwing an elbow. He's trying to throw a short right hand, the forearm elbow connected, and it should be no contest or you know whatever the resulting outcome that they allow is, uh, but we should move on from this. So, KSI fights Tommy Fury. Okay, so there was like a little fracas in the crowd, Tommy Fury involved, and then they brought him in the ring, your level GC of interest in a Tommy Fury KSI clash, most likely in the UK, considering they're both British and very popular over there. Are you are you signing up to watch this? Yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, probably like a six. Uh, I mean, it would be it would be very interesting if KSI was able to beat Tommy Fury. Oh my gosh. And then they booked Jake Paul KSI um, from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, salivating over it. Uh, yeah, I'll watch it. Rick? Not excited. No number. <laughs> Don't care. Not even, Don't care at all? doesn't even register. doesn't even get a one and a no, one. No, to be ten. honest, it's it's a bit of, like, um, chocolate milk and orange juice being mixed here. Like, I was hoping Tommy Fury would resume a boxing career, you know, after the Jake Paul thing and go box and not be doing the influencer stuff. KSI firmly in the influencer lane and camp and things. Um, don't care. Like, I'd rather Tommy Fury, like, go chase titles than be boxing KSI. He I'm has honest. found all of a sudden this nice niche for himself. Like, Jake dragged him in. His brother is the greatest boxer in the world. Like, go yeah, go try to box. There's a lot of – there's way more interest – Tommy Fury ain't and ain't entering into a ring for anyone who's nine and zero, eight and zero, ten and zero that he could be fighting or five and six, and so maybe he gets this one out of the way, gets his payday, and then goes on his merry way. Here's the part that I highly disagree with his approach. He he always builds builds these things up as like easy work, easy work, easy money, easy money, right? And I get it, it's mm-hmm. bravado, it's ego, but again, it goes back to the Jake fight, and it's it goes back to something Paul Heyman taught me. Several years ago, if you shit on your opponent leading up to the fight and say, he sucks, he sucks, he sucks, he's worth nothing, I'm going to smoke him, and then you beat him in a close fight. And it's worth nothing. And then you start crying in the ring, and you talk about how it's the greatest day of your life. Like, you just told us for months that it was a nothing fight, that it was an easy payday for you. You got to pick your lane. And so to me, if I were him, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to kill all these guys. I killed Jake. I'll kill this guy. Impressive. It's impressive what you've done, but I'm going to kill all these guys as opposed to shitting. It's the same thing, actually, that I, I, I even um, I, I even was saying it to Jake's guy, Nikisa. I was like, I don't understand why he's shitting on Nate's record. You want the world to know and think that you are going to be fighting a very tough guy who has an impressive resume and pedigree because then when you beat him, you could say, look, I told you this guy was tough and look what I just did. Makes no sense to shit on his record. In fact, Nate was actually propping him up more than Jake was propping him up, which I was surprised yeah. to hear. I think, that, I think that speaks to like Nate understands the game at a little bit of a, of a different level. Yeah. Um, 
to be fair, I'll, I'll say one thing. They had Tommy and, and Big John come out in the middle of the card. And it was more along that those lines that you're talking about. Like it was a little more of like you have to respect what KSI has done, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to fight him. Um, but yes, he does default to your point very much to the like this is light work. It's not going to be anything, you know, type of type of deal. But th- there's a mix at least. He's he's a little bit giving KSI credit. Bigger fight, KSI Tommy or Jake Tommy? Sorry, KSI Tommy or Jake KSI? Jake KSI. Jake KSI for sure. Worldwide. Or all over. JKSI. JKSI. Yeah. I, I still feel the same. And I guess they really don't like each other. Like, the two teams don't like each other. I always thought it was kind of a work, but I, I feel like they really don't like each other at this point, which is kind of a shame because they're the ones who are sh- supposed to show the real boxers, like, we make the fights happen, right? Like, but maybe they're done. doing this as a long play. Like, it'll eventually happen and, and everybody will want it. I th- it lost momentum. When Jake lost, it lost momentum. Now, if Jake it- if Jake beats Nate, the momentum's right back. Yeah, that's if Jake beats Nate correct. and KSI beats Tommy, then they book Jake versus KSI. Yep, yeah, it doesn't sound like it, it, it sounds like they're doing KSI Tommy. In the end, though, because us MMA fans are a little wackier, and I think we don't take ourselves as seriously as boxing fans. Are you guys entertained by this stuff, or are you kind of like you know? Does it get you excited at all or no I'm thanks? like mildly entertained. I wouldn't like, yeah, in terms of excitement, I'm not like, can't wait. Cannot wait for the next Misfits card. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's running out of steam for me, if I'm being honest. It's becoming too legitimate. Like, it, it's too close to <laughs> real boxing. Those two dudes are like 400 pounds going well, like... Well, okay, I'm not, talking about, <laughs> I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the main events. Like, at this point, like, as an example, KSI versus Tommy isn't interesting to me because it's really just like a regular boxing match. Like, I don't... You I want really the wackiness. I'd want the influencers to fight the influencers and the boxers to fight the boxers, and let's just keep it, keep it separate. The closer it gets to just being boxing at a low level, the less interested I am. That's but not fun. You're also saying that it's... Getting too legitimate, but then a win by elbow is just kind of like, all right, moving on to the next yes. one. <laughs> yeah. Do, do the next I mean, that's, that's my point. Crazy. Who cares? There's no stakes. Yeah, like literally, there's no stakes. There's no stakes. There's no stakes. Win by elbow, all right, we're I on love to the it. next one. Give them, give them the no contest, and now let's do another fight. But yeah. I they're mean, not going to give the no contest. They're not going to do the rematch. None of that. Like, they're just moving yeah, on. I, to the next I, don't, I have to admit, I don't know anything about the PBA. PBA? Was it? Yeah, no, yeah. They're not, they're not overturning anything. I don't know Come anything on, about dude. them. Come on. But... Flip the script, too. I keep saying that. Flip the script. Make it Joe Fournier landing that elbow. Oh, my God. Tones are, tones are much different. You know what I say to that? You know yourself. <laughs> you know yourself. It would be... <laughs> it would be the emoji with the fire coming out, like oh, yeah. Yeah. not just overturned to a no contest. We're talking DQs. No uh, chance of a DQ. If it's overturned, if it's if the roles are reversed, yeah. If the roles were reversed, I'm saying if, if Fournier, Fournier was the one that landed that elbow the elbow. Fournier knows what he was getting into. He put it on his Instagram. He was just like, I know the yeah. everything was against me. Going, I will say, I'm 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 entertained to a degree. Am I picking that over UFC? No, two ninety no. or whatever. No. Um, do I do I derive joy? But th- th- again, there is something to be said. The UFC is every weekend, so when when a Bellator card pops up, when a PFL pops up, when a one championship a couple weeks ago, when a BK, exact same thing we were talking about BK, right? Obviously, those fighters are a lot more legitimate. But there is something to be said for having that that stake when you have chicken every night. You know what a I'm hundred, saying? A hundred percent. But isn't it more interesting to see like KSI, Salt Poppy, these guys like? 
when Hasim Rahman and Tommy Fury are coming into it, it doesn't do it for me. Like, well, you I, know, don't, you, I don't want to see boxers fighting influencers. Do you, I wanna do you know see... why I think that happens, by the way? Because I think the people out there, for some bizarre reason, are like, fight a real boxer. They keep saying, it's like, why? Why you know do you... how my stance on this. I've long said yeah. it's the dumbest thing in the who entire cares? universe. Fight a real boxer. Like, who cares? Is Jake Paul like all of a sudden the most legitimate guy in boxing now? Does it, did that happen overnight after he fought Tommy Fury? Did that all of a sudden happen? No. Is KSI going to be the most legitimate man in boxing if he, if he fights Tommy Fury? It just makes no sense. It makes no sense. But look, if there's a market for it, clearly they're outlining something. They feel like there's a, a, a relevancy to KSI versus Tommy Fury. Oh, it so gets play. It. There's no doubt it gets play. Biggest fight this weekend? What do we mean by biggest? I would probably say Defi- KSI. Def- Ariel, define biggest no. for me. Biggest fight this weekend. Define it. This coming weekend. What is biggest? The biggest uh, fight. He's saying the co- Haney, this Haney versus Loma. Yeah, oh, you're crazy. It's Haney versus Loma. You who's going to get the most know. views? Who's going to get the most pay-per-view buys? The, it's Haney versus Loma. Let me tell you something about Saturday at the Three Arena. It is going to be a scene. Looking pretty good. <laughs> there, are ways, there are ways that Taylor versus Cameron is biggest, but it's not in terms of significance. That, that could not be more wrong. Now, I love Haney Lomachenko. Here's the thing about Taylor's... Taylor's fight is like culturally, historically significant, right? For that country, for her, for women's boxing. And what isn't being talked about enough, and Lord knows I'm going to repeat this a hundred times between now and Saturday, what isn't being talked about enough, she could have signed up to fight Frank on Saturday, and she would have sold that arena. She could have fought me, she could have fought any, she could have fought a, a, a one in 12, you know, people would have scoffed at it, but they would have... Bought those tickets in a second. That's accurate. I agree. That, that place would have sold out. She would have fought a broomstick. That place would have sold out. Yep. She couldn't fight Amanda Serrano. She couldn't go to Croak. What is she doing? She's moving up to 140 pounds from 135, which is significant, and fighting the undisputed champion, undefeated at 140 pounds, Chantal Cameron. Tougher opponent, younger opponent, bigger opponent for all the marbles. I don't yes. buy tougher opponent. I don't buy Amanda that. Serrano's smaller opponent. Don't buy it. Don't buy tougher. Uh, buy legitimate. D- Katie, there's one thing you can never say about Katie Taylor. She did not duck the smoke. She is a legit fighting champion. She wants to fight real opponents, no doubt in my mind. Uh, and I'm with you on that, but, 100%. Uh, but imagine the fact, like, the homecoming is is the gimme win. Like, that's the one where yeah. this should be a coronation. This should be a celebration. We this just sh- saw it with Canelo, it'll right? It would yes. be that much better if she wins. Yes. Canelo went back to Mexico and chose an opponent who was not, you yeah. know, highly regarded. Canelo wasn't fighting Bivol in Mexico, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that's, that's what the, this equivalent is. It's a great example. And that's why I love this so much. It, it's it, great. It's not just like, we're, we're not just going there for a party. We're going there for an actual 50-50 fight or a 60. Belts, I don't know. Who's, belts the, on the who's, line. Fight? who's the favorite, by the way? Katie Taylor. Bye. Minus 170. It's close. Right around that range. Oh, yeah. She is not a minus 1200 or anything. No. No, this is a real fight. This is a real fight. Belts on the line. Belts on the line. A lot of belts on the line. I still think. Haney Lomachenko, but Serrano. just because from a. No, no, no. I was going to say Taylor oh. Serrano to me is still the, the best fight in, yes. in, in around that weight for me. But I, this is a real. This is a real. I'm just curious test. how she looks going up. She hasn't gone up in a very Both long of them time. Real fight. Fantastic. They real fought fight. back in 2011, I think it was, on the amateur, amateur scene. Yeah. Katie beat her, but that was like a, a gazillion years ago. Um, I just, I just can't say enough about the fact you take the tougher fight, or at least with more to lose, because you're going up and you're, you're, you're risking a loss, your first pro loss in front of your people when this is all that you've wanted for all these years. 
She is daring to be great, as, as has it's, been said many yes. times by fighters. She is daring to be great. She is not just resting on the idea of I'm back home and I, and I can sit here and, and fight anybody. Yeah, you're and right. Wait for, the, and wait for the Serrano fight whenever that may happen. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's and by the way, this is not. I'm she not, wanted to fight Serrano there, by the way, which I'm to. saying is a tougher fight. She would fight anybody. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Katie Taylor is game in that way. Everyone's Chantel Cameron putting the belts on the line, too, in Katie yes. Taylor's country. Respect. Everyone Spike. feels like we are one fight away from those two fighting each other again, right? That's what mm-hmm. is the sentiment. And and I'm just I'm just putting the cards out. Compare the opponent that they're both facing next. Amanda Serrano is fighting Heather Hardy. Katie Taylor is going up to fight Chantal Cameron, right? There's a difference, right? Yes. Right, Eric? There's big difference. difference. There's a big difference. So I, I I appreciate the daring to be great. Okay, Meaning, but that's a that's a circumstance thing, right? If Serrano could make the fight with Taylor, she'd be fighting Taylor. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll talk yes. more about that. I'm Very looking legit. forward to it. Uh, Mr. New York Rick has been telling me about Cedric Dumbe for quite some time. He's been telling me that he wanted uh, us to have him on. He's been telling us that he's going to be the next big thing. He has put him in the bucket along with the likes of Israel Adesanya in terms of fighters that he is very much looking for. Like, you would say that, right, New York Rick? You would say that this is, you know, this man is up there with the fighters that you have very high hopes for and have been behind for quite some time, yes? Absolutely. You Complete love Sikhli Jumbe. Yes? You love him? Is that fair love to him. say? Love this man. He is uh, he is nicknamed Le Meilleur, which in English means the best. He is the pride of France. He is uh, in Cameroon. He has uh, recently... Uh, signed with PFL after a bit of a hectic time, and uh, everyone's very excited about his debut coming up in June. He joins us now for the very first time on the program, Le Meilleur, Cédric Dumbé. Hello, Cédric. Ça va, mon ami? Hey, Ariel, comment ça va? Ah, ça va très bien, ça va très bien. Merci uh, pour le temps. Uh, j'apprécie. Very excited to have you on. My guy, uh, New York Rick, has been talking about you for a long time. Congratulations on signing with PFL. And I have to say, uh, Cédric, uh, you have quite the fan base, my friend. Wow. Unbelievable. They really are loyal <laughs> towards you. They love you, these people. When I, when I put out who's going to be on the show, everyone was Cédric, Cédric. These people love you. <laughs> yeah, listen, I tell you what, uh, a lot of people love me in France and a lot of people hate me in France. You what? know, so I have a, like a huge people who's who's waiting for my first fight in the PFL. Uh, why why do people hate you? I can understand why they love you. Why do they hate you? Because I'm the best. Uh. <laughs> because I'm the best. That's why they hate me. They they hate me because I talk a lot. I talk a lot and you know, people like they don't like when uh, you talk a lot. Like trash talking is very like new in uh, in France. So some people didn't like it. Okay. Uh, so you're not afraid to say you're going to whoop ass, you're going to beat this guy, that you're the best. You're not afraid and that rubs people the wrong way. Not not at all because I trained a lot for that. So I'm very confident. Okay. And I, I, already, I already like, I did it in, uh, you know, in kickboxing. Yes. I was the same, you know, I, I talk, I talk, I talk, but I, I buck it up. <laughs> okay, so I actually want to go to kickboxing because I, I, I need to go in chronological order here if I can. When you decide you're... Mm-hmm. Two-time uh, Glory Welterweight Champion. You have great success. Seven times. Se- no, but like I, I mean, like you won it in two different occasions, right? And then you defend it. But I just mean, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you have great success, and then you say, "I'm done. I'm going to MMA." Why? You had so much success there. Why did you leave kickboxing for MMA? Why did you decide to to cross over a few years ago? It's it's just about you know a new challenge because. Uh, 
you know, I was born in uh, kickboxing. It, it was always the same. Uh, KO first round, KO second round. Always the same opponent, you know. And uh, I just, when I saw that uh, MMA is starting to growing, like, uh, in uh, in Europe, and also I heard that uh, uh, he, um, MMA is coming in France, I was like, that was a, a new challenge for me. I was like, I know I can do it. You know, I was watching Conor McGregor fight. I, I, I was watching the... Um, you know, the hype uh, around the, the MMA, I was like, I can do it too. You know, I, I, I'm the best striker and I know I can learn also uh, wrestling and uh, BGG. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Okay, so you make the switch, you have a little bit of success and then everyone says, we want to see you in the UFC. And wouldn't you know it, the UFC is coming to Paris for the first time. This is perfect. And you're signed yeah. to fight Darian Weeks. Right. Why didn't you end up fighting on that card in Paris last September? That's a crazy story. You know what? Uh, I I signed a contract with uh, with UFC at first. I signed a contract. Uh, I was about to announce uh, my uh, um, my signature with uh, UFC, and then uh, I made um, like uh, RMI. That's why uh, MRI. You call it MRI. Yeah, MRI. And um, that was a mistake. A doctor made a mistake uh, in, um, in in that test. And he, he figured out that I have um, like a blood in my in my brain, you know. And I used to do it like so many times when I fought. I fought. Uh, I had I have one boxing fight, and I used to do it. I used to do it. So I just sent the paper to the UFC. I didn't even check check it, and they, they just respond to us that uh, I can fight because the the RMI is uh, is bad. And then we did. So that's why I didn't fight uh, in uh, UFC Paris. That's why. That was okay. a very big mistake. So so the story that I had heard originally was that uh, the commission in France said that you didn't have enough experience compared to Darren Weeks. Is that not true? That's the second reason also. Oh. Uh, there is a law in France. Uh, I cannot fight an uh, uh, opponent. Under 10, under 10 fight, I cannot fight an opponent with like five, uh, five fights. Uh, difference. I don't know if yeah, you understand. Yeah, what yeah, I, mean. I get that. It's a crazy. It's a crazy yeah. thing for someone like you who has like what do you have like eighty something kickboxing matches? Like, eighty. Yeah, eighty kickboxing matches. It's yeah. kind of crazy, right? I mean, like, what are we talking about yeah, here? Yeah, like, yeah. your level of fighting is a lot higher. But then they say to you, "Okay, you're not going to fight in Paris." For you, that close to having this great moment, how devastating was that for you? That was crazy. You know, I was in the audience in the in Paris. The the you know the the arena was sold out. the The French audience was crazy. Were crazy. I was like, I was, I was very sad. You know, I was watching uh, the teammate uh, Cyril Gann, uh, Nasourdine, all the French fighters. They were amazing, and I was very, very sad. But I, I knew that my time, my, my time would come. You know, when God, uh, you know, I never doubt of uh, God's plans. Mm. You know, so I was sad, but it is what it is. Um, and so we all thought, all right, it's not going to work out for Paris, but eventually you will fight for the UFC later on in 2022 or 2023. Why didn't that happen? I was, uh, after that, uh, after, after that story, I went to negotiation with uh, Bellator, with one championship, with uh, UFC and uh, also with PFL. And I just had a better contract with, with PFL. That's why. But did the UFC release you after that? After yes, after the that the test, MRI, they released that, you. That, they said yeah, we can't yeah, yeah. we can't give yeah, you a fight. 
exactly. And then I, I, I went back to another doctor. Yeah. To three different doctors. And they say, it's okay. That was a mistake. Oh. There is nothing in my brain. That everything is cool. So that's why I had to negotiate uh, again. Because uh, between the first uh, UFC Paris and uh, now, like my, you know, my fame and also my fan base, like grow like uh, a lot, you know. Uh, I, I earn a lot of uh, people in my pen bus, so we we started to negotiate again, again, and I, I, I PFL offered me uh, offered me uh, like a way better contract. I think uh, who is it who said it? Uh, was it Big Pun or Fat Joe? Yesterday's prices and today's price. You know what I'm saying? You're a lot more popular. You got to come to the table, <laughs> yeah. right? You know what I'm talking about? Exactly, exactly. Uh, exactly. So, so they released you, and then did you show them the new tests? And did they acknowledge that of course, of course. it was okay for you to fight? I showed a new test. It was okay for me. To wow! Fight. And and like, were they uh, interested? Three in... different doctors. They say. Was the UFC interested in re-signing you? Did they make you a deal? Um, I had a deal. I had a deal on the table, and that was not interesting for me. You know, and UFC is very difficult uh, with negotiation. You know, they know they are like, they know. Of course, UFC uh, was were the first. You know, big promotion in MMA. They, they know that, and you know better than me uh, how it's difficult to, to what talk What are you with talking UFC. about, Cedric? They're great people. What are you talking about, <laughs> my guy? What are you talking about? They're very reasonable. And, uh, <laughs> and UFC, <laughs> and UFC fighters, UFC fighters knows better than me how it's, uh, you know, it's very difficult to, uh, to talk with UFC. So. And uh, beside that, I've, I really had a very better contract with PFL and PFL is the future, you know, I'm very glad with uh, my contract right now and I know I will uh, show uh, the, a great Cedric Dumbe for France, for Cameroon, for Africa uh, in PFL. Did, uh, PFL is the future, man. Did, did Bellator make a play for you? Because, you know, they just had a show in Paris. Paris is a good market for them. Did they try to sign you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I talk, uh, I've talked with uh, Bellator and also the same, you know, the contract was... I. I we we were we weren't happy with the with the contract, so that's why I didn't sign with uh, with Bellator. So in the end, you go with PFL. Can you tell me uh, how many times more bigger is this contract than the one you had with the UFC for the Paris fight? Like three times bigger, two times bigger, four times bigger. What would you say? Ten times. Ten, Ten times, times bigger. bigger. Yeah. Must be nice, Cedric. So they're, they're, you're you're happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm very glad. Now, now it's time to buck it up. It's yeah. time to win because I've talked, I've talked, I've talked, and like everybody is just like this, you know. In France, you know what? In France, everybody they are waiting for that fight, that first fight. Wow. They are they are on the phone, on Twitter. They're just waiting. If I lose that fight, uh... I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for you to fail. Do you feel like you have more haters than supporters? No, I have more supporters than Hader, of course. Okay. Uh, no doubt, no doubt about that. And I, and I, you know, and I, and I think also people love to hate me. You know, they they know that I'm kind. You know, I talk a lot, of course, but I always, I, I always back back it up. You know, I always back it up. So they love to hate me, but I have some real hater. You know, they really don't like me, but still they are looking at, they are watching my fight, they are commenting. Uh, they're tapping my name, so it's it's cool. I uh, like it. You said since the Paris UFC card till now, you've become a lot more popular, a lot more famous. What mm -hmm. has changed? 
Uh, I fought once. I fought once, and uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of content on YouTube, uh, and people they just the hype, you know, is just growing, growing, growing because people they just I created something uh, around me uh, who made who make that people they they really want to see me fight. Mm. They really want to see me because. The, also, people with um, that new uh, fan, the, the new fan in MMA, you know, because uh, MMA is is very like new in uh, in France, you know. And um, before you have those uh, football, like soccer fans, and now they're interesting uh, in, in in MMA, and now they are they just know me, you know. They didn't know me before with my uh, kickboxing career, and now they are they are discovering me. So. Um, I created a very, very big hype uh, around me, and that's why they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting for that uh, first uh, fight, that first test also. And I'm, I'm also like, um, I know that that's the first test for me because I have four fights in MMA. That wasn't the best fighter in MMA, of course, because uh, you know it's always step by step. But as I talk a lot, they are waiting for the first test. People want to see me on the floor. People want to see my ass on the, you know, on the mat. They want to see what I, if I have a good wrestling defense, if I have a good BGG, I will show them. And you're a comedian as well. Yes, I try. You try, yes. <laughs> Who would you compare your <laughs> yeah, comedy to? Which which famous comedian would you say your style is like? I think I'm a little bit more, I'm a little bit, a little bit better than Kevin Hart. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> nice. I like it. See, that's confidence. That's What do you like doing the best, comedy or fighting? Comedy. You like it better? I like comedy, yeah. There is no diet on comedy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there is no fighting on comedy. I like comedy uh, more than uh, fighting, you know, but fighting is in my DNA. Like, I think I will never leave that sport, you know. Are you in movies and stuff over there in France? Yeah, but only small movies, you know, okay. like not, not big stuff. Is that, no, is, is that the goal? In the future, yes. You'd like to be in. Yeah, it's the goal. Of course, I, I would like to be in. Even in US, they're like American movies. Why not? I have to practice my English. Sure. Better. No, it's 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 very good. And uh, your social media stuff is very good, very on point. Your engagement is tremendous. And you're going to make your debut for PFL. Uh, it is uh, June the 23rd against Jara Hussein Al-Silawi. Uh, this is going to be exactly. uh, a, a, like a special, like it's not part of the season, right? Like you're not in the tournament, correct? I'm in the tournament. Oh, I you have to w- listen. The thing is, what I have to win this fight. I have to knock him out at the first round if I if I, if I want to go in the in the tournament. Oh wow! Okay, so you can win the million That's dollars crazy. this year. Of course. Okay, and do they have plans? Do they have plans to go to France with you? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. I don't, I didn't discuss with that uh, with my team about that. I don't know yet, but I think of course. Uh, uh, can they organize uh, an even PFL in France without me in? That's, uh, that would be crazy. What about uh, Africa? Africa also. I hope they are planning to go to in, in Africa. Maybe, you know, I can fight there. And I hope also Francis Ngannou will come oh. in PFL. He will announce. Yeah, he, he has a big announcement tomorrow. tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw you tweet um, yeah. the Cameroon flag plus the Cameroon flag. What were you referring to there? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, when I smell something, 
Yeah. I'm never wrong. You're never... <laughs> when I smell something, I'm never wrong. Uh, me and you both. Me and you both. You know, you, when you, you follow the nose, it, it takes exactly. you to great places. Uh, by the way, you you, exactly. you and uh, you and Fernand, you, you guys are cool, right? <laughs> Not at all. No? <laughs> Not at all. Well, I, no, saw, no, I no. saw you tweet a video of uh, you versus him in the UFC game, or retweet a video, like uh, the picture of you yes. guys. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. That. What's what's that. the issue with Fernan? Fernan Lopez. Oh, Fernan Lopez is, uh, you know, he's a very special guy. You know, the, I have a lot of story about him. He's a very special guy. I, I think we have to... Make another podcast if, if you want to talk about Fernando Lopez. Oh, okay. It's very long. You know, I can take an hour if I want to talk about Fernando Lopez. Okay. Maybe you come in studio after your fight. Of course, maybe. Why not? In New- I would like to. Yeah, that would be great. Um, but yeah. you're okay. Yeah. So you don't want to talk. But so where are you training for this fight? Uh, I train in France right now. Uh, I train in France. Uh, I train myself, but uh, also uh, I train with my um, my grappling trainer. You know. I don't really have a MMA gym, you know. Uh, for my last two fights, I trained at SBG, uh, which is a very, very, very good gym. I trained there with um, uh, Dave Roach and also uh, John Cavanagh. Oh, in Ireland? Yeah, in Ireland. Okay. That was very good. That was awesome. Uh, I like to, to be there. So maybe I will go back there, but not for this uh, this camp. Wait, so you train yourself? Yeah, I train myself. What does that mean, you train yourself? I mean, I have my friend, you know. Who's uh, your friend? His name is Abdullah. His name is Abdullah. What do you mean? For me, it's like... Who's Abdullah? Abdullah is... For me, it's it's like the best... (laughs) For me, it's like (laughs) the best... The best kickboxing um, uh, holder, Pat Pat holder. Yeah. For me, it's like, like the best. We start like... I know him like since ten years ago, and uh, since I know him st- ten years ago, we are together. It's like it's my friend. It's not my coach. I have a strength and a strength and conditioning trainer. I have a grappling trainer. Uh, he's a Mehdi Otman. He's one. He's the best in France. You know, I don't have an MMA trainer. That's okay. what I mean. Got it. Got it. <laughs> an okay. MMA trainer. Okay, um, but you did train at at the uh, MMA factory, right? I trained there like maybe two or three weeks, you know. Oh, I tried, yeah, and I didn't stay there. Okay. That's one. That's one reason. Okay. Why uh, Fernando Lopez don't like me? Okay, he doesn't because like you. You cannot. Yes. Yeah, because you cannot dislike the way he trains. You cannot dislike his gym. You have to love him. If you don't love him the way he trains, then he don't like. He doesn't like him. Okay, and you have a very big personality. Let me talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it exactly. another time. Exactly. Who, who's more famous yeah. in uh, in France right now, you or Mbappe? Seriously? Seriously? No, Mbappe is more famous. Oh uh, wow, that it's, might it, that might be the most humble thing I've ever heard you say. I wanted to know if you were to say you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a soccer player. I cannot, you know, I cannot talk much shit about. You know, he's a soccer player. Of course, it's more famous than. But I see, man. Every you post something, it gets eight hundred thousand views, five hundred. Like the the people are behind you. They are very. I I've talked with um, uh, Kylian Mbappe on Facetime. You know, wow. He called me. We talked together. He said, "Listen, I know shit about uh, MMA, UFC, but I will I will wake up at five for you." That's wow. What he, said. he just called <laughs> you up like that. 
Yeah, because we have a, a friend uh, together. Yeah. And uh, that friend called me. He said, I'm with Kilian. And then he call, uh, he talked to me. Incredible. Um, all right. So yeah. the debut is June 23rd in America. You're coming to America. Yeah. That's that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, in Atlanta, I right? In America. I fought in, uh, yeah, I fought in Madison Square Garden. Right. Like maybe six years ago. Uh, at the Hulu cool. Theater, right? The theater right next to uh, For Glory, correct? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and so here you are coming. I back. love America. It's a great place, and you're going to fight here. You're going to be on ESPN, and then uh, the goal is you get the million dollars at the end of the year, and then you really shove it down the UFC's throat, right? Uh, that's uh, that's what I have in my mind, but uh, maybe not after the one million tournament. But you know, uh, that's the thing. I cannot decide myself. I have to talk with my team, oh. and uh, you know, it's not like. Just like that, you know, we have to talk with the team, also talk with PFL, you know, with now the part of the family. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm in the, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in the family right now. So is that, that's the plan is in my mind, you know, but it's not just uh, that easy. Uh, and how many years did you sign with them? With PFL? I think it's a two years contract. Two, two years. years contract. By the way, was yeah. that true when you tweeted the picture of Dana White calling you? Was that real or was that a uh, Photoshop? No, that was. That was real that I was, uh, you know, in discussion with UFC. Yeah. But, of course, Dana uh, didn't call me, you know. That's big. And when you talk with UFC, you don't talk with Dana. Sure. Big mistake, I think. Back in the day, it used to be Dana that you talked with, but now, you know. Oh. Yeah, back in the day. So everyone thought that meant you were going back. What do you mean? When you when you tweeted that, everyone was like, "Oh wow, he's talking to Dana. He's coming back to the you know he's gonna." Oh, fight. okay, 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 yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, and I and, and I respond to people. I say that I'm in discussion with UFC, of course, not with Dana, yeah, but with UFC, yes. Okay, but you're happy with the way everything has turned out. Yeah, very happy, very happy. Uh, and uh, I will be more happy tomorrow. Why tomorrow? <laughs> because tomorrow is a big day. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, last thing for you, Cedric. Um, your prediction: When are we talking about Cedric Dumbe as the best welterweight in the world? How long? <clears throat> I think. I think in one year. One year. Yeah, one year. One year from now, we're saying that you're better than the UFC champion, the Bellator champion. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, because they will see. I just I just need like three four more fights, a, a very big highlight, and then people will understand that I'm the best. I love it. I love your confidence, my friend. Uh, enchanté, bon courage. Yeah, merci beaucoup. Nice to meet you, my friend. And uh, we are we are nice very excited you about your debut. Good luck to you in training, and good luck on June 23rd. Thank you very much, and God bless America. Yes, God bless America. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Cédric Dumbé, uh, le meilleur, as they call him in uh, in France. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So, uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. 
so there's a lot of interesting things on this card, and the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 4-0. Oh, oh, there it is. We're just playing that again? Yeah, no problem. God bless. 4-0. Uh, uh, no, excuse me. Yes, 4-0. Uh, making his debut, big signing, uh, in as he said, I, he said it could be a big week for PFL. I don't know what he's referring to there, but um, that uh, that is a very charismatic character. Uh, New York, Rick, your thoughts on Cedric? You remember, I went to you when Conor McGregor was on for the first time. Is this akin to the Conor McGregor debut? That might be well. I mean, at the time of the debut, it's hard because he's so established, right? Like to your point, he's had so many kickboxing fights. I think he'll have a f- potentially faster track if he's the real deal. But he he made the point. We got to see how it looks when his butt hits the mat, right? Sure. We got to see how that how that takedown defense looks, and he'll see that in PFL. But the sky is the limit. I mean, you you spoke to him. How charismatic! Oh, he's is that great. Guy? He's got a great like, smile. He's got a great personality. I under, I'm, I'm I'm lucky that I understand the stuff that he's posting. Which is, yeah. you know, in French. Uh, usually, if it's someone who's like popular in Brazil or whatever, I don't understand. But in this case, I understand, and I get it. He's very, very charismatic, and uh, he's very popular. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a big kickboxing expert, but I've been hearing you talking about him for a while. This seems like a huge signing for PFL, right? Potentially big. It's really going to depend on Cedric, right? It's he's either going to sink or swim. Um, but potentially huge. He can be a star. He can truly be a star. I, I think, you know, based on kind of how he laid it out with, with the UFC, the potential UFC deal, I think they might have Dropped had a misstep here. Yeah. That's a guy that you can really build around. So we'll see. Surprise Bellator didn't make more of a run. Could you imagine him on that not Paris everybody, card? I mean, not everybody sees it. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, P- potentially PFL's game. But it, he's going to really have to show. He's going to have to show. Can he, can he have a well-rounded MMA game? Uh, GC telling me that on his YouTube channel, which is quite uh, popular and entertaining, uh, he will be paid 140000 per fight in PFL. Says he only would have gone 20K to show and 20K to win if he signed with the UFC. And by the way, let's give a shout out to the Brazilian beast, Guilherme Cruz, who was the one who reported that his UFC deal was done and everyone was saying, including Cedric, that it was fake news. Who's laughing now? <clears throat> point is don't doubt the brazilian beast um in about 20 minutes we're going to be joined by aljamain sterling in studio so stay tuned for that i'm very excited that the champion is here funk master himself uh in a matter of seconds though we're going to be joined by one of the big winners from this weekend ian machado gary he's not there right or is he I'm working on it all right um he is going to join us in a matter of seconds to talk about his big win over Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, it seemed like he was owning the the week 
to be honest, in Charlotte. Uh, you could put him up there and uh, Jolton Almeida as the biggest stories from that card on ABC. Uh, talk about another guy whose uh, social media game has uh, really exploded as of late. Very, very nicely done. He joins us now. He actually told me before the fight that he would be here on Monday to talk about the big win. Here he is on Monday to talk about the big win. Ian Machado Gary himself outside, loving the sunshine. Are we back home in Florida? We are, Ariel. I must apologize for the bit of a moving around. We were at the beach. We had a nice setup right in front of the sea. And then the wind started blowing, and I was like, Ariel is not going to be able to hear a word I say. Oh, no, this... I stay here. So I had to quickly, quickly maneuver and run away from the wind. I, How are you? I appreciate it. I'm doing great. I hope you are as well. Congratulations on the win. Uh, you've had a lot of great moments Thank so you. far in your very, very young career. I can't imagine any that felt as good as Saturday in Charlotte. Would that be accurate? Absolutely, completely fair. Um, especially because everything went the way it was supposed to go. Um, the way I felt God had intended it to, the way I was I was building up the fight, I knew it was possible. I knew it was going to be a first-round finish, and I knew it was going to be the head kick. So it was very, very fun for me to win there and have it come to fruition. And for everybody to see that I'm not just chatting shit, I'm, I'm going out and I'm backing it up every single time, so it's fun. Why were you so confident against Daniel Rodriguez? What was it about him that made you so confident? Speed, skill set. Technical ability, I like. I, I rated him for what he from the for the dog that he brings in him, but not for the fighter because of the technique that he has. And I believe that if you're putting straight dog against straight technique, technique should win ten times out of ten. And I knew that my technical abilities were far superior than his ever could and would be. Um, and I just went in there and proved it. I mean, it was a couple of body kicks that got him scared, keeping his elbow pinned to his chest, and then the right high kick finished him. Uh, and yes, uh, we we shared the clip of you talking to my friend PT Carroll, where you called that, like you literally called <laughs> that. You, that was the the yeah. sequence. So it was just something about him, or just something that you worked on, and to put that out there and to back it up is pretty remarkable, my friend. <laughs> yeah, the shot caller club is kind yes. of yes. cool little cool little name. Um, I, to be to be honest, I completely forgotten. I told everyone about it. Um, because it was so long ago. It was a good six weeks when I talked to PT ago. I was in Birmingham at the time. It was just something that I knew was going to land. Firstly, he's a southpaw. So when you fight a southpaw, the right kick for me is the strong kick and the left kick for him is the strong kick. So you can have a lot of success with those legs. And as me and Henry Hooft always say, like your legs are longer than your arms. And if he's trying to touch me with the hand, all I have to do is keep my leg distance to be able to crack away at him and chip away. So it was... It was fun for me to be able to work on that head kick, work on the body kicks, and then make them have success in the octagon against such a high-level opponent like Daniel. So, you know, every fight that you've had in the UFC, every fight in your pro career has been a win. But let's be honest, one time rocked here, another time it goes the distance, you're unhappy with it. Did you feel any kind of pressure? Like, I, I, I I need to, you know, go into an extra gear here in the biggest fight against the biggest name, this is the one where I make the statement. You didn't feel it on ABC, no less. You didn't feel any of that. No, none whatsoever. Ariel, before I made the walk, I must see if any of the UFC employees have. I know someone took a video um, just before I walked out. I was literally laying flat on the ground with my hands behind my head, just waiting for them to call me to stand to go to the, the curtains to walk. I was so relaxed. I was so calm. 
I knew what I needed to do in the octagon and I wasn't going to let anything worry or phase me. It never has before and I'm not going to let it do it now. Even when the stakes get higher and the, and, and the stage gets bigger, I just want to go out there and perform and do what I love. Like this for me, this is where I feel like I'm different to most of the people in the sport. I do this because I love it and because it's what literally gets me excited every day is to go and train and to go make that technique happen at the gym and then see it transfer into the octagon and to do it in front of close to 19,000 people at a sold out at a sold out um, Spectrum Center in North North Carolina was absolutely sensational. Uh, all week it seemed like you were owning the week. Great content. By the way, what's going on with your social media? Who, who have you? Let's give a yeah. shout out to this because like there has been a, a major shift in the content that you are putting out. Who is behind all of this? Who do you think the main person is, Ariel? Well, I'm assuming your wife, but I don't know if she's the one yeah. actually edit. I mean, I, I, she's the brains behind it. She is the brains behind absolutely everything I do. Um, and she is the one with the eye for content, for media, for understanding what's funny, what's not, what people like. And then we had a guy uh, called Harrison Green. He used to work with the UFC and he joined us all fight week. And I just looked at him and then and I said, look, you two are phenomenal what you do. Chop it up, mix it up, get whatever it is you need, and then let's start pounding out clips. Let's start getting clips out every single day, multiple clips a day. And we nailed it. They did such an amazing job. The fans loved it, which is important for me because I want people to see an insight. Um, those I don't know if you've seen the Dear Diaries that we did. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. Um, we made a lot of grown men cry this week, and that's including myself. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it was absolutely sensational. And the thing that we kind of noticed this week was that the clips that we were making, we were finding so much joy in it as making it as a team. And the fact that we found so much joy making it and, and wanted to put that out there to everybody was even more important to us than than the fan scene. It's the fact that we enjoyed it. And then that's the real insight is we're proving like we're gifting a platform where we're literally excited and happy with the content we're putting out as opposed to just putting stuff out because you have to. And that was, I believe, what was the biggest thing this week is that it was natural, it was fun, and it was exciting, but it was also insightful to the mind and the life of someone who was getting ready to go in there and put on a show. Do you think that if you are a fighter fighting in 2023 and you're not doing this, you're not having someone follow you and put out content like this on Fight Week, you're... you're you're missing the point. I feel like you can't fight anymore and not do this type of stuff. I mean, obviously, Connor and those guys are on a different level, but someone you know who's trying to rise I mean, the ranks, you have to, right? I mean, it's absolutely, completely, 100% evident in the Paul brothers. Mm. When you look at everything they've done, and I didn't like it at the start. I was a hater at the start. Still am a little bit in my mind to an extent, <laughs> right? Yeah. But to, to an extent, I think I always, uh, not a hater, but just like, I'm like, ah, keep doing it, keep doing it. I want to see more. But you cannot argue that the content that they create brings interest, that we're all talking about them because of their content, whether it's corny, whether it's real, whether it's fake, whether, whatever it is, you and I see it. We all see it. We're all talking about it. And that's just because they're so good at what they do. And Jake Paul is absolutely one of the best storytellers out there at the moment he's getting people excited for fights that we shouldn't we have no right to be excited for Does that makes sense um and he's doing a phenomenal job and i think that he is the example right now of what media marketing and your own brand can do for you 
And then if you have someone like me who's got a platform like the UFC and a want and a will to be the greatest in the world and achieve something so special, you're winning in both worlds. And I think that brands want to see you have a social media account that does well, that interacts with the fans, that people get excited by, that people want to click onto your stuff and see where it is you are in the world, what you're doing, who you're training with. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right that you need to have it going forward to be one of the elite athletes in the game in regards to have it being noticed. I mean, OBJ isn't one of the best players in the league at the moment in the NFL, but everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows his face. Everybody knows his tattoos, knows his style. And it's, it's again, he's good on social media. Uh, on the flip side, when you put yourself out there so much, you know, the haters do come. Do you find... <clears throat> Do you find that you have, as you continue to succeed more, you're you're impervious to all of it? Um, Ariel, I have always said this. From day one, before I had any ounce of success or fame or whatever it is you want to call it, I couldn't give a fuck what people think about me or what I'm doing in my career or what my life choices, what I'm doing with my life choices, how they feel. I couldn't care less. That's on them. But... I'm just going to focus on me and the haters are going to come regardless of what it is you do in life. They, no matter how much success, there's always going to be people in the world that say, he's got my show in the background yeah. here. There's always going to be people in the world that say, <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be where you are. You don't deserve what you deserve. And that's kind of why, I don't know if you heard about the six fight plan that I discussed with the UFC. Um, I sat down with Dana, uh, Sean Shelby and Hunter Campbell on the weekend after my fight and I told them about my my six fight plan it's that i don't want to be rushed i never want people to be able to throw that shade on me because i've maybe jumped the ranks in some people's minds i want to earn everything i've ever gotten i want to earn my way to the title shot i want to earn my way through the top 15 by fighting six guys before i inevitably fight for a title so for me it's about hard work and dedication and anybody any negativity that i see online I'm just like, delete, comment, block person. You'll never get back in here ever again. Mm. So the six fights, does it start now or are you talking about from when your UFC career started? No, no. That's, that was the first of the six fights. That was the first ranked opponent I've ever fought. I knocked him out in three minutes. And now we move on to the second. We'll find out who's next. I want Neil Magny. I called out Neil Magny on the mic and I believe that he is a... A phenomenal matchup for me for many, many reasons. One, he's been the gatekeeper division for, I would argue, since I've been an amateur fighter. Years and years and years ago, before I was anywhere near the UFC, Neil Magny was in the top 10. When Kamzat came into division, he was calling out Kamzat, saying he wants to fight him every, every time one of them fought. He's not afraid of anybody. He's good everywhere. I don't believe he's great anywhere. And I believe that I can go in there and show off a lot more of the bells and whistles that I have. That's not just all on the feet. That if he wants to go to the ground, he wants to mix it up and get dirty with me. That that you know that Ian can get dirty too. So um, when we check today, he he is scheduled to fight in in June. Are you? Yes. You're saying that you want to wait to see what happens there, and and I'm assuming if he wins, fight him, right? Or what are you thinking? I mean, in an absolute ideal world, he wins. Yeah, that would be the ideal. I think regardless. And this is no disrespect to, to Phil Rowe. I think a lot of people know who Neil Magny is and don't know who Phil is. So I still think that Neil Magny is the bigger name and, and the one that the fans will notice more. Um, obviously, I want him to win. I want him to go out there and do well so that when we come together, that it's, it's massive. But I believe that regardless, me versus Neil Magny is a step up 
to the rest of the competition I've ever faced. And it's exciting for me to go out there and test myself against a guy of his caliber. Uh, I mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, I feel like the next thing for you that would really take you to the next Jeez. level, uh, I don't know if you... Dublin. <laughs> well, if it ain't Dublin, <laughs> it's somewhere close to Dublin, right? <laughs> I feel like we need to see you get yeah. that love. You know, like fighting in Europe is just a different thing and we've seen what it's done yeah. for so many greats. You fighting in Charlotte, in Jacksonville, it just it, it's not the same connection. Like I want to see you come across like a superstar back home. How can that... I, right? I, I agree with where you're coming from. I get what I get what you mean, but also at the end of the day, when I walked into that weigh-ins, I had the loudest cheer of the weigh-ins. Oh, I don't doubt that at when all. I walked in, but it would be ten times louder. Stadium, I had the loudest would, for sure. No, right. for sure. Look, if I'm getting Irish support in Ireland in Dublin, there's never going to be anywhere else where it's going to be louder than when I'm at home. And I feel like the Irish deserve the support. The Irish deserve the, the crowd. They deserve the show of the UFC coming back. To Ireland. We've done so much for the sport. The sport is booming right now at the moment. I'm absolutely smashing it. I'm, I'm going to be ranked 15 tomorrow. Um, you've obviously got Connor on the comeback from um, whenever he's back against Chandler. And then you look at it, we've got three Cage Warriors Irish champions. We've got Caden Lockram, we've got Paul Hughes, we've got Reese McKee. Those boys are all on the verge of signing for the UFC now. So it is inevitable that the UFC are going to come back they're going to come back to Ireland. And I'm the guy who's going to make it happen. And I'm excited for it. And I believe that after this fight, when I beat Neil Magny, when I smoke someone else in that top 15, that I'm going to be able to pull them back to Europe to get that Irish base breathing again, to get everybody hyped, get that fire burning, and then watch all these guys follow behind me through, through the UFC and just set the stage alight again. Uh, did you get any insight from the brass when you spoke to them about any plans to return to Dublin perhaps next year? No, I didn't. I told them that I want it back. And Dana sat and said, I said, we need to get back to Dublin. He said, I know. We'll work on it. We'll try it. Like, that's all he can say. Yeah. He has to, he, he, he's kind of a bit of a yes man. He has to say yes at that point in time. But yeah. I believe that he's absolutely going to make it happen. I believe when you see the star power that I've possessed in Charlotte, when you see the performance that, I, that I, I showed up with and you think about it, that was against the best opponent I've ever fought in many people's minds. That was against the toughest guy I've ever fought in many people's minds. Why wouldn't we go and do that in, in Ireland? And why wouldn't we go do it against someone who's going to bring in the fans? Like I said this, I've said it before and I'll say it to you, Eric. Could you imagine me versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson as the main event in Dublin, Ireland and then stack the car down with Irish and European talent from top to bottom, you didn't. You wouldn't have to sell any any other fights. You just sell me and Wonderboy, and it would sell it out. Yeah. So it makes so much sense, and I believe Dana will bring us back, and I believe he will. He will. He will make the return to Ireland at one point in time early next year, I believe. And I, it, it's on me to keep pushing for that. It's on me to put my nation's my nation on my back and carry them through and keep winning and show them that I want them back. That I want to bring. I said to Sean Sheehan, before my fight in Cage Warriors Cork, my third professional fight, I said, I'm going to be the guy that brings the UFC back to Dublin. I'm going to be that guy. I'm him. And I'm this fucking close there. <laughs> I'm this close. I love it. So it's exciting. Uh, when would you like to fight again? Well, I fly to Brazil on Sunday. And I'm excited to go and travel the world and 
do jiu-jitsu in Brazil and meet my wife's side of the family and stuff like that. So that's going to be fun. But I believe that, like, I've had two fights now and in eight weeks turnaround. I want to be active. So I believe the most important thing for me now is let's see what happens in this Magni fight. And once that's, once that's done and over and we see what's happened, if anyone has the balls to call me out in between that and the top 15, then maybe we can make it happen. But I would like to fight probably two more times this year, Eric. Okay. Um, by the way, is that tattoo yeah. real? The 15, is that a real tattoo? Oh, for fucking sure it is. You want to see it? <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> yeah, there it is. In his what writing too, that? huh? In his writing. In his fucking writing. Look, look, Ariel. <laughs> Gilbert was giving me a little bit of shit this morning about this. He said, what happens if they rank you number 14? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm ranked in the top 15 in the world. I'm 25 years of age, and I've just broken the top 15. That's, that's what's so symbolic about the tattoo. And yes, I did take the guy, the font of the guy I knocked out. But it's like, it's so symbolic to me as a man, as a fighter, as a person in my life and in my career. What I have done up to this point has been fucking sensational. I'm 12 and 0, undefeated, right? I've just beaten, knocked out. Knocked out a guy who's never been knocked out before. And he's fought some badass guys. Knocked him out in under three minutes. And did it with absolute ease. And it's setting me up for the rest of my career and the rest of my life in this sport. I turned to my wife the day before I, uh, the day of my fight, and I turned to her and I said, Oh, that was a nice nap. I'm never going to have a nap and not be ranked ever again. <laughs> because the rest of my career, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of the best guys in the division, no matter what, no matter how long I'm in this sport. That's, that's the outlook I have. So it was, an, it was a sensational achievement for me, for my team, for my family. And now we get to go forward, Aaron, and go on this mad run of killers in the top 15 and earn that title shot. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Who would you want to see me fight? Uh, you know, I like the Magni thing until I f realized that he wasn't uh, available. Um, so that, that worries me because... But he, he will be, because he's only, he's only a month later. Sure. Only four weeks behind. What about like a Michael Chiesa type? I was talking to Mike the other day. Yeah. He said that he might have a couple of matchups on the line. But, like, again, if, they, if he's the only guy in the top 15, that's not right. That's not. Would you fight Luke? Then I can't fight Luke. No, he's can't. my boy. He I'm... gave me the biggest hug in the world today. Uh, he gave okay. me the biggest I'm hug sorry, in the world sorry. today. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I, can't I know that's why. <laughs> By the way, are you going to get a yeah, 15, a 10, and... a 5, a 1? Is that the plan? No, no. I'm getting the 15 because it's a memory. Okay. It's a memory with me and my team to be able to break into the top 15. I'll get the 15, and then one day I'll get the, I'll get the title. Okay. You remember the other way Alex, Alexi Pereira had yeah, it in his arm? Yeah, yeah. I'll get the title one day. I'll get something cool. All right. But um, no, the rest is the journey. The rest is the fun part. This is the next chapter of my story. The, the, the prospect turns contender, and now he goes out and he proves it against the baddest man on the planet. And people can doubt me. People can say what they want. They can talk about stylistic matchups. They can talk about he hasn't seen this person. He hasn't seen this style. As long as that person steps in the octagon with me, Errol, I can promise you one thing. I'm going to come out there with my hand raised. Mm, That's what I'm excited for. Uh, by the That's way, it. is there something going on with purple? You guys, you had the purple suit. Uh, <laughs> your, I think Layla's hair is purple. The tattoo, I think it was in purple. Yeah. What's going on with purple? Yeah, it was... We... So... You know that my favorite color is purple. I used to fight in the purple Detron shorts yes. way back when in yeah. um, cage doors. I have been shouting for purple shorts in the UFC. I believe that every fighter should have a, a should have something that is able to give them a brand, right? And I would love to 
have purple shorts and just for me, for no one else, because that's my brand. If people don't remember my name, if people don't remember my face, do you remember that kid with the purple shorts? Yeah. That's always what I want. I want them to have, I want them to have something to latch on to. Um, and for me, what some of these guys see I love it. The I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> I love it. They don't give a rat. Um, but it's this thing of like, we wanted to, for every fight now, we're creating a color. So the team has to wear a color. And this time it was the color of royalty. You're, you're putting yourself in an elite division. And it was my favorite color. So I got the purple tux. My wife got the purple hair. My strength and conditioning coach had the purple shirt on. My management team, Lloyd Pearson, had the purple handkerchief. I love we were it. all doing it. Everyone was in it. So it's important. It also brings that that team camaraderie. We're all in this together. We all we all find something. We all wear it. And we all go together. I love it. I love the details. Uh, by the way, I'm off to your uh, your great country tomorrow for the Katie Taylor fight. Woo! What is one thing I need to do in Dublin? What is the, what is the one recommendation? Oh. Okay, what 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 are you talking about? Are you talking about food? Or are you just talking what about is the top, scenic walks? Top of the mind right now, Ian Gary's recommendation. When I'm in Dublin, my, my second time only, by the way, Ian. I was only in Dublin once, 2014, the Brandau fight. Wow. This is the big homecoming Jesus for Katie Christ. and I, both of us having okay. a homecoming of sorts. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so I love the I love Dublin for a couple of reasons. And one of the most beautiful things is regardless of the weather, when you go to the coast and you look out at the sea and you can hear it chop and hit it against the waves, hit the waves against the rocks, and you see the pure beauty of the landscape, I think that's phenomenal. There's two places I would say to go. You can either go to the Portmanic Malahide coastline, okay, and you can walk the entire coastline and you will just get the freshest air and the most beautiful views. Or you can go to a place called Hope. My Family and I used to go there when I was a kid. A lot of me and my friends used to go there as a kid. And you can go and do the cliff walk and walk around the cliff and see just the pure beauty of Ireland and everything that it brings. That's what I would say. It's something a little bit different. It's something a little bit out there that not many people would recommend. But I think that Ireland is so beautiful in its own right that to go out and see it firsthand and feel that fresh air and feel that beauty that it, that it brings, that everybody talks about that would be my my number one thing for you to do. You're a gent. Thank you so much, Ian. Congrats on the win. Enjoy the victory. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun, as I said, to see you climb this ladder. You continue to do so. (laughs) Continued success, my friend. I appreciate every bit of support that you've had for me. You've been on it from the day one, nearly. You've been on the bandwagon. And I appreciate it because real recognizes real. And you know you're one of the best of what you do. So keep doing it. Keep giving us a platform to be able to speak our truths, to be able to tell our stories because you know that we all appreciate you more than anyone ever says. Thank you so much, Ian. That means a lot. Really appreciate it. There he is, Ian Machado-Gary with the big win on Saturday. And uh, like I said, uh, I thought it was him and Jalton. And uh, as far as the week went, he he felt like the biggest star of the bunch. So uh, very exciting stuff for him. And we'll see uh, what is next. Now, no time to waste because we have royalty. Is he he ready to go? I didn't get an update there. Yes. Yeah? Okay, yes. let's not uh, mess about. Three weeks in a row, we got the UFC bantamweight champ in the house all the way from Long Island. There he is, my man, Aljamain Sterling. How are you? Looking fresh, Doug. Try How are you? How are you? Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Sorry for keeping you waiting there. Um, welcome. It's been a while. You've never been in this? Oh, what do we got? Uh, what a little do we nerd got? focus. Wow. New what partner is this? of mine. This is a new partner? Yeah. I'm a brand ambassador, equity holder. Wow. Yeah, Wait, so is this new, things. like, since last week? Uh, since two weeks ago. Shit. 
So look at you. What, what? I just want to say cheers. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. I don't. You didn't bring one for me, huh? I. Fucking you know, hell! <laughs> I wasn't well, sure if you drink if you had like something already. I what is? Like, I, I, I got nothing, man. They give me free shit. Trouble. I drink it, but uh, no, this is all about nerd focus. You said, can people buy this now? Yes, yeah, and like thousands of stores, Amazon, nerdfocus.com. And why is it called uh, nerd focus? It's a nootropic drink. Oh, what does that mean? So it's like for your brain health. Oh, so really? It's good for like combat athletes and things like that. Okay. So I'm not sure how much like how familiar you are with that type of stuff, but uh. Look at you, oh, good, man. man. Look at you. So you got the grill there. You got the chain. Look at you. <laughs> Life is good, huh? Thank you for Life coming in. I appreciate it. I know it's a bit of a trek for you, but I don't think you've ever been here. I was... Uh, this I was, is a new one, right? This is... Well, not really anymore, but you were in the room back in the day where you picked the the yeah, promotion. Yeah. Oh, that was a while ago. Yes. I just I just put two and two together that this was a new place. Yes. Um, I saw my voice is kind of gone still. From yeah, what like happened? From partying? A little partying, a little celebrating a little bit. Yeah, of course. Uh, warranted. By the way, I don't know if you were able to hear anything that Ian was saying there, but that's like a kid who is 12 and 0, who's just starting, who's like brash, who says he's never going to lose. And I, I was just wondering, like, Aljo's back there, he's a champ. And I remember, like, you saying similar stuff than that. And, you you know, there's highs and lows, and it's all worked out. Yeah. But, well, like, when you hear the youngsters talking like that, is there a part of you that's like, I remember that? Or a part of you that's like, you're going to lose at some point. You're going to be humble. Something's going to, like what do you when you hear these young kids who are in the UFC two three and zero? You were once that guy ten years ago. What do you think? Yeah, I was twelve and zero at a point in my career in the UFC four and zero in the UFC three finishes in a row going into my second contract, and uh, I thought I was untouchable, man. You know, so it, it's it's just about the mindset, the approach, and uh, I've had a couple of hiccups, um, really just like um, just mentally inexperienced. Mm. So for him, you know, I can't really speak on what he's believing or saying up top, but it's a good it's a good attitude to have. Even Is now, it? like I still believe I'm the guy, and um, I've proven it. But I believe that even after my losses, you know, I still believe like I had what it takes. I remember even like that when Cody Garbrandt and I had a little bit of a riff because we fought yeah. in the same card. I lost to Caraway. He knocks out Thomas Almeida in the first round, and our careers go completely the opposite way. I lose two in a row. And then he's on fighting for a title. So, and uh, we went back and forth in social media, uh, or I think on Twitter and social media. And uh, I told him, I was like, dude, you can say whatever you want. I know I'm going to be a UFC champion. And I, we could pull up receipts. And here I am a couple, couple of years later. It took a little bit, but I, I think it's all about having a good mentality and an outlook on what you want to do with your career. And you got to really believe it, man. Like, it's one thing to talk, but you got to yeah. put the work in. And it sounds like he's putting in the work. Yeah, 100%. Was there ever a point where you stopped believing? Where there was, like, there was someone in the back of your mind, something saying, man, I don't know if this is going to happen. Like where that doubt started to creep in. If I'm being honest, nah. no. No, never. Not a, like sitting here and thinking about it. Um, no, I, I, I think I, I looked at it like, let's stop chasing the belt. Mm. Let's chase wins and good performances. And that was after the Mariah's knockout. I was like, okay, let's, you know, show that anyone can be knocked out. We now understand what it's like, what it feels like. Didn't really feel like much because I was sleeping. Right. Um, you know, I can laugh about that now. But, uh, yeah, so I was like, yeah, let's stop focusing so much on the negative of what can happen and control what we can have happen based on our actions and what we do in there. And after a couple of good uh, wins in a row, then we were knocking on the door. I was like, oh, this might this shit might actually happen for real, for real. Like, it, it was a, a dream before, then it kind of got away from me. Then it was like, you know what? I look at guys like Bisbing, people who took the long route to get to where they mm. were to win a belt. 
I'm like, I know I'm super talented, and if I stay the course, good things are going to happen. That first fight post-Marlon, do you remember how you felt? Brett Johns. Yeah, like, were you nervous? Were you, like, that's the, always the tricky one, right? The one yeah. after the knockout loss. Yeah. And you haven't lost since, amazingly. Yeah. That doesn't get talked about enough. Your worst loss of your career, knocked out pretty bad. It was scary. I remember it. Like, it was, it was, it was you know, yeah. a scary no, scene. Trust me, I, I've seen videos. It does yeah. not look good. To not lose since is, to me, the most impressive thing. It's GSP-esque, right? He lost yeah. to Matt, never lost again, um, knocked out, whatever. And so I'm just wondering, like, that first one, was that the one where you, like, were you at all a little bit low on confidence? Like, let me just get this W out of the way, and then I'll be back. Do you even think that way, or is that just how normal people think and not you guys? Mm, no, not like, you know, the main thing was just to win, because at the end of the day, I'm a prize fighter, you know, so I'm fighting for money. Mm. Um, so the, I was just like, let's try not to take as as too much damage, but let's still work, worry about the performance. And I thought I had like a breakout performance. I showed a lot of brilliance in the striking department. Um, and this is against an undefeated guy, super confident. I think it was 15 at the time. Just submitted Joe Soto. And I think he just broke into the top 15. Only two fights in, but he he made, he won his first two fights in a very big way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he submitted Joe in like 30 seconds, who just, you know, he fought TJ Dillshaw short notice, but for a world title. And uh, I'm looking at this, and Joe Soto submitted me like, like five, six times in a five-minute round back in like 2015. So I was good, but, I, you know, when you're getting smoked by guys like that who weren't even in the UFC yet, you're kind of like, you know, if he's submitting Joe Soto, how good is this guy really? Mm. So, I, you know, I was a little bit concerned, but I knew if I fought to my strengths, clinch, upper body work, um, things like that. Uh, I think good things would happen. The main thing that that kind of had me a little bit shook in going into that fight was, do I have a chin or not? I'm not, you know, you you run face first into a knee. It's like, yeah, that's a car crash. You got hit with a baseball bat, pretty much. Yeah. But there's something to be said. Is like some people they can get hit. I don't say like that, but they can get hit hard and they could, you know, stay on the feet even though they might be rocked or whatever. But this one, I was just wasn't sure because I was like, man, I, I've never been hit like that before to know if, like, can, am I toeing the line? Am I playing with my health too soon in my career? And I, I really didn't know. And thankfully, um, I told the guys in training, and I, I tell them this, I should you not. I want you guys to try to hurt me. Just know I'm going to do very little striking, and I'm going to be circling, using a lot of footwork, and the game plan is for this is I'm sparring for a purpose, which is just to get the fight to the ground, get to the fight, make my money, and that's it. And that, that's pretty much the way I approached that. And after I got hit a couple of times, I was like, oh, I'm fine. It's, you know, it was a hiccup. It, it's, it's exactly what we said it was. It was a car crash. I shot in as hard as I could. And uh, he threw a kick, I still think, to the body. And I ran first, face first right into it. You know, I mean, even if he was saying he was throwing it at lower, um, just in case I shot, um, the intention wasn't like, oh, I'm going to face, catch this guy clean on the chin and put him out. That wasn't like the intention, but, you know, it happened. So after that, I was like, dude, um, we just got to keep taking it one fight at a time. And fast forward a couple of years later, three-time defending world champion. So to the present, we're now nine days removed from the win. And I think that this was the win. Like, I don't, we talked about this a little bit last week. And I'm wondering if you agree. Some people might say close, this or that. But even even Sugar gave you props. I don't know if you saw it. He said, I rewatched it, 4-1 Aljo, different at home, blah, blah, blah. It feels to me like this is the one that's getting you the love and respect. Do you agree? 
Um, I agree to a certain extent. There's, still, there's always going to be haters out always, there. But always. But there's no controversy here. Like, it, this was clean. This was one. No? You don't feel? You know what French Montana says? If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. That's you know fine. What I'm saying? That's fine. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's good. <laughs> these guys. Uh, you don't want to be irrelevant, right? Exactly. And I think that's an important thing to keep in perspective. You know, I think people would love to do the things that we do or have the opportunity to do it because they think that they could do it better. But at the end of the day, I do, I truly do believe it's, um, it's like jealousy is a form of like, like I don't say love, but um, admiration. Because they're paying attention, they're watching what we're doing, and uh, they always have something to say. No matter if you do it cleanly, there's going to be some type of remark. And now you got this guy, you know, he was, albeit three years out of the game, he came and showed that three years out of the game, he's still been working and he's still as smart and as sharp as he's ever been. So I look at it like that, like, dude. I just fought one of the most winningest guys, best guys um, in Henry Cejudo, who two division champion, defended his belt in both weight classes. He's, I don't know if you know, but he is an Olympic gold medalist. Yes, he's yeah, told he, us, yeah. He won an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, people were dubbing him as the greatest combat athlete of yeah. all time. And I'm like, I know my style looks weird. It might look goofy or it looks undangerous. But, dude, when you get in there with me, and Henry was the first one to admit it, he's like, dude, I... He's got to give his props to me because it's a different style. I, I bring different problems to the game, and I think that's what people underestimate when they get in there, and then they're like, oh, they fuck around, and then they find out. Okay, so how do you feel like they are handling it in defeat? How do you feel like the, the way his team is handling it in the aftermath? I thought Henry handled it a lot better than Mr. Captain, yeah. of course. And I, I get it. Um, he came on this show last week. He he sounded so crazy to me. I was he had like, like a whole I, like script. Yeah, was notes. he on the bottle? I couldn't I tell know. if he was on the bottle or not. <laughs> I was like, dude, even when I'm on the bottle, I don't say outlandish things like that. I'm like, dude, you got to comment. Down. He did pay me on Venmo, though. Did he pay you? I liked it and I commented. Oh, uh, that is great. <laughs> that is great. He, yeah. he, he, he called into question a, a few things. The takedowns yeah. that there weren't four. I don't know. Like, who cares at that point, right? You won the fight. But yeah. one thing that was interesting was he said... Which would be that he said seven hundred buys, and then you texted us saying more like two seventy, right? So something why, like that. Why would he well, make that up? I don't know, but <laughs> at the end of the day, seven hundred K. That is, yeah. If he if we did do those numbers, I mean, shit. That means we're that's a pretty pretty that's a damn huge, good draws. You know right. what I mean? Those are big numbers. But you are going to find out, right? You we're get paper find out eventually. I, I don't get those numbers back for like another. I mean, the last two fights has been almost three months. Okay. Yeah, so it takes a while. At the end of the day, I don't. I mean, I don't care. But if it is seven hundred, dude, we're sitting pretty. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Maybe I do owe Henry a little something. <laughs> he was talking about the little, uh, the back and forth that you guys had. I think trying to get a fight with Ray. I wasn't sure what he was talking about there with the fight. It's just weird, man. It's and I and I like I like Eric. Is I got no animosity against him and his team. It's just the way that they go about doing stuff. It's like, dude, you guys are badasses already. You guys are winning. You guys are dominant. Why do you need to do the whole clown show act? Like, I, I don't even understand it. Like, the whole 12, 15, I think it was 17 guys in the velour suits. Mm. Like, it was like a freaking Dipset video from, like, early 2000s. <laughs> like, dude, what are, you, what are you guys doing? What are you, like, 10? Uh, other than that, I mean, the, the, the weighing part was, like, like, you can say in still as much as you want. I don't, I don't care. That stuff don't bother me in you. Like, that's not the issue. The issue is that you have guys who are antagonizing the fighter, when you are not fighting. Right, right. If it's Henry coming out there and antagonizing me, I don't give a shit. I'm fighting Henry. Right. But when you're sitting there doing that, you know you have no consequences. That is my issue. 
Right. And that was my only my only gripe with it. And the other guys who did fight, it's like, dude, you guys know what it is. You guys come to my way in. This is what you guys are doing. You see my coaches doing that? Do you see me bringing anybody over here doing anything like that? I can understand if it was like a tit for tat kind of thing, but have some fucking respect. Mm. And after that, like, it, I'm just glad I got the last laugh, you know? So winning is the best way. You think you ever meet him again? Meet who? Henry? Yeah. If he sticks around long enough, but if he's calling out Marab, uh, he might be 0-2 and, and going back and home and it? say, you know what, I'm going to stick to YouTube videos. Do you think they make that fight? I, I can't see why not. And the way I look at it is like, if I do have this quick turnaround and I do fight in August, if I do, and they do put them on the card, I understand the play. He's thinking, okay, we're, we're thinking chess pieces. If I beat Marab, it puts me right back in because now right. I'm in a prime position where if O'Malley does happen to beat me, then they can make that fight. But that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of wishful thinking. It's the same way he's like, I beat Aljo, I beat O'Malley, I beat Volkanovski. And then when I said it, it was like, oh, you're delusional. You're never going to get past step one. I'm like, okay, guys, you guys keep doubting me, but I keep winning, keep proving people wrong. Uh, so we're going to see what happens if they do decide to make that matchup. I know Marab's got some stuff going on with his hand. Yeah, he said this week he's checking it out. Yeah, I'm us. surprised he's even helped me as much as he did, honestly. Really? And that's the thing about us like being in the same weight class and being our main training partners is if I get banged up, I, I, it's happened to me before where I was kind of out. And I had to kind of coach from the sideline and give my input that way, record videos, break it down, do some voiceover, slow-mo it, and send it back. And we do like little breakdowns like that, or we watch it together at the house um, over in Vegas. And uh, same thing for him. He's, thankfully, he hasn't been hurt for too many of my training camps. This is one. And I think the other one, he just kind of just took some time off, and rightfully so. And um, that's that's really the way it works out. But... When you have two guys at the top of the game, you kind of lean on each other. Sometimes it could be a little bit difficult when situations like that happen. Where do we stand on Boston? <clears throat> Listen, um, this would be the fastest turnaround, I would imagine, for a, a UFC champion. At least I could, I could be um, outstanding. So it would be three months? Yeah. That's probably corrected. If, you know, I think Volkanovski was four, four and a half, or something like that from the Abu Dhabi card. Well, there was also uh, Volkanovski fought in April against Zombie, and then he came back to fight Holloway. So about three months. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone... Someone might have done a quicker one, but it's a quick one. July, first week of July. Okay, yeah, about three months. So we'd be like neck and neck with that. Yeah. Um, It's quick. It is quick. How how do you... First of all... I fought one of the the baddest dudes in the game. You know what I mean? In a perfect world, it wouldn't be August for you, right? In a perfect world, it wouldn't. It would be September, but at the end of the day, I'm 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 an I'm an athlete, you know. I'm a I'm a prize fighter at the end of the day. So for me, I'm motivated by competition, and of course, are you banged up? The prize. <clears throat> Am I banged up? I got some things like um, okay, you know, the usual. Like health wise, could you even fight in three months? If I could start training next week, I think it's possible. If you could start, if I could start. How will you know? Just have to wait till next week. Oh, just your body. It's just, <laughs> just your body. my body. Yeah. It's not like you're waiting on a doctor to tell you something. No, but I gotta get some. I gotta get a couple of X-rays still. Okay. I banged. Man, I crushed my legs on on Henry. Smashed him. I didn't care if I was gonna kick his elbow. I didn't care if I was gonna kick his kneecap. I, I smashed my feet up pretty good on. So both my feet are pretty swollen. Left one's a lot worse. But you know, it's uh, victory wounds. So it's all good. 
Can I tell you something? And I, I promise I'm not trying to stir the pot yes, here. Yes, do. Speak your okay. mind, man. This is the aerial show. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, get, I, I get a little bit annoyed. It's like the fight's not over. And they always tell us like, oh, we don't make the fights on Saturday. Right? I agree. And I feel like you were kind of like, like you're... Blindsided a little bit? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I feel like you, you, as champion, you deserve respect to be like, all right, it's, we're going to talk afterwards. We're going to, as opposed to being like, yeah, this is what we want. And, you know, you don't really have a choice. This and that. And I get what Sean is doing. Like, I'm not, Sean, Sean wants to fight. I get it. But like, I feel from the UFC standpoint, <clears throat> they should talk to you first. Like, you should at least have gotten respect from them and not be painted in that corner because what's the talk after the fight? Of course, it's the win, this and that, but it's like, are you coming back? Are you coming back? Are you going to fight in August? Like, what other champion has to answer those questions? Like, when, um, who's the last champion that fought? What was it uh, prior to you? It was, um, I don't know, just pick a guy. Like, um, I'm, I'm blind. No. Oh, Izzy. Izzy, right? Izzy, Izzy knocks out a prayer. Are we like, are you coming back in July? Are you coming? No, no one's asking him that. We're letting, we're giving him his victory tour. Yeah. And I feel like your victory tour. All the questions are, are you coming back? Are you coming? Which I don't think is fair. Did that annoy you? I mean, it did annoy me. But at the end of the day, again, it's like competition and, and the prize. So it just got to make sense. I got to be feeling good. And so far, we're trending in the right direction. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's good business because this car is supposed to be massive. And the I only Boston have these. one. Yeah. Okay. So the way, supposedly, from what I'm being told from behind the scenes, that Dana's really going to stack this card. Um and if he stacks his card, it, you know, that's a, a good motivator in itself to, to be on a big card because you don't get pay-per-view points when you're not the champ. So it's right. like, there's a lot of things that, that, there's a lot of things that go into this. And to, to drag a guy like O'Malley down, like, I mean, what's this guy going to do to me? Like, really? And, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's a, it's a subtle jab, but it's the truth. It's like... Meaning you, you're not worried. I, I mean, it's a fight. Yeah, Anything yeah. can happen. But at the end of the day... I think we all know what his kryptonite is, and it's unproven in the octagon. Uh, we see him one time on his back, and he was like a fish out on land. Right. And Cheeto smashed him and sent him home. You know, so I think Cheeto might have hit him one time, and his eyes rolled back in the back of his head. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. And he's got a tiny head. He's he's tall. He talks about my weight, but he's a skinny. He's a twig, and. Uh, He's got a really tiny head. I got a tiny head too, though. But uh, he got hit one time, and he was out. So it lets me have a little bit more confidence. I mean, I don't think you could develop a chin over time. But I think if you, I hit him squarely, take him down, I think that fight's as good as over probably in one. But it's also a, a dangerous factor where he can catch me coming in, trying to be overly aggressive, trying to get the fight to the ground. So I got to be very cautious about my approach. And I got to make sure I'm dialed in and I don't look past him. Um, but... What are people going to say after I beat this guy now? It's just like this. I think people are going to have to start realizing that uh, I am as good as I say I am. And, and that's it. You know, I can humbly say I am him. <laughs> people know that. People know that. Like people who cover the sport know that. You don't yeah. have to prove anything. It's You don't need to prove anything to Instagram comments or whatever. I'm just wondering if you would have beaten uh, Sean O'Malley on May, what was it? Eight? What, what was the date of that fight? No, May 6th. May 6th. And then the next guy was Henry. Would you have been okay with a three-month turnaround if it was Henry waiting? <laughs> that's a good question. That's, a, that's very different. Very, very different. Um, Henry took a lot of preparation. It, it, you know, and again, I give the guy his flowers because he's a tough dude, smart guy. The way he makes adjustments in the middle of the fight reminds me of myself. And those are hard problems to figure out and adjust to. So if it's Henry, maybe, maybe not. 
Mm. You know, and that's a honest answer. Mm. So it's it's kind of about the competition as well. Like who yeah. who's the guy, which speaks to your confidence going into this fight. You are supremely confident. I'm, yeah, but I feel like you're always confident. But like this is a good matchup for you. Feel yeah, grappling is different, man. Like even with Henry, like uh, I know people are talking about. Oh, he's a champion on his knees. Uh, he's playing to the rule set. It's like guys. If I had Henry there, I would have punished him in that position. Did you hear what DJ said about this? Yeah. It's, How do you feel? It's, it's like, it's not 1FC. If it was 1FC, then obviously I don't take those shots. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you, you, you play to your strengths. You play to behind the rules. It's like, if I sit there and just throw a jab the whole time and keep circling, like, are you going to be mad at me? You're, you're mad at the grappler for the guy who's not as good of a grappler, who doesn't want to engage in the grappling. So why should we be penalized? I mean, their, their rebuttal is... There's nothing to make you pay for good defense. I'm like, the good, def- the good defense, your reward is not being taken down. Now you're in a position where you have me in a front hand lock. You have me in a position where my head is on the ground. You're not throwing punches. You're not throwing any kicks. What are you doing? You're not attempting any submissions, but it's my fault that I'm in a vulnerable position where I can't do anything. I can't even see your stuff in my head. And you do nothing with it. But then it's where the wrestlers are the bad guys. So we're spamming takedowns. Dude, if you spam takedowns on me, Watch how I handle that. Mm. And there was a reason why Henry wouldn't even shoot because every time he shot and I defended it, um, other than the outside leg trip, the body lock was pretty mean that he got. That was pretty badass. Uh, he actually folded me like a long chin that first round. I was actually pretty upset by that. Uh, I was like, I got to get this motherfucker back. There's no way I'm letting him fold me on international TV like this. <laughs> this is how I think while I'm yeah. in there. I'm like, there's no you're, way. You're, you're talking to yourself. Yeah, you know, self-talk all the time. Like, you ain't going to let him bully you like that. Fuck that. Get your ass up. Don't let them bully you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I get up in, uh, in those positions when I had him in the clinch and I beat him up, beat him up to the body, start throwing knees. I'm like, that's how you punish guys. You don't just say, ah, oh, we want to make it more heavily favored to the striker. The, the reward is you stop the takedown. Now, what do you do with it? You sit there and just look at me? That's, that's on you, bro. Right. We're still in the fight. If I'm a jiu-jitsu player and I pull guard and you decide not to engage... Like, I'm not saying if I sit there and I flop to my back 15 times in a row, yeah, that's annoying. We've seen that with Damian Maia versus Anderson Silva. Yeah. And that was very shitty to watch. But the guy is in a position where I can grab the ankles and I can step around and I can punch you in the face. But you know this going in, but you didn't prepare for that. So how is it my fault? Were you surprised he wasn't ready for that or at least didn't capitalize I, I was, or try to? Yeah, I, was, I honestly thought he was going to spin around and yeah. try to take my back. And I thought I was going to be able to dive through his legs, start to look for leg locks. Make some fun, fun grappling sequences for the fans. And it's going to be one of those situations where I'm either going to capitalize on it and look genius or I'm going to look like a damn idiot and get punched in the face multiple times and <laughs> with my head stuck between my crotch doing this Baron Bolo bullshit. You know what I mean? And there's a reason why I don't do shit like that. Right. Because of reasons like that, you get knocked out. Um, but with that being said, I forgot what the initial question was, but um, I just want to smash, smash Amali. Pause. That's it. <laughs> but, by the way, if you were managing Sean O'Malley, like if you were guiding his career, do you think, like there's two schools of thought, right? Go for the title shot now, like you're there, right? He wins, sky's the limit, or a couple more fights. Like, do you think it would be best for him to have a couple more fights before fighting for the belt, or do you think it's smart to fight for the belt now? I think if I were him, mm. if Henry won, that's the best case scenario. If Henry won. If Henry had won. To fight for the belt? That would have been an ideal situation for him just because of the height difference and how much cleaner he is on the feet. Mm-hmm. Henry kind of pushes his punches. Um, he, he does have some pop, though, when he does sit down and throw. Um, but I think that would have been a very favorable matchup for Sean. Even with the wrestling disadvantage, I think 
when you have a guy who's that tall and you got a guy who's a grappler but doesn't know how to control people on the top position, I think it's easier for them to get their, get to their knees, use the cage to get back up, and then get that guy tired, attack the body, stay long, kind of like a Connor versus Chad Mendez, and eventually find the finish. And even though Chad took that on short notice, I'm just saying the, the, the skill-wise, the, the difference is there. Now, for him, this is a tough position. He can't run. He asked for this situation. He decided to wait for right. a year. This is on him. Like, if I was his manager, I would have made. I would have kept him busy. I think trying to sit on a split decision win, even though I like in real time, I thought Jan edged it out. I thought it was a very close fight, but I thought Jan edged it out. I rewatched it. I gave the nod to Amali. Gave the guy his credit. I was like, okay, I think I think he I think he did actually win this fight. I think he edged it out. Um, but that's not something that's going to make me comfortable going into a title shot against some hammers, either myself, Rob, or Henry. Those are three people that I'm looking at are like, maybe I need to get one more before I jump into that fight with one of those guys because those guys could really rearrange my career when, when I step in there with them. And uh, that's not me being a dick. That's me just being as objective as I possibly can be. Stylistically, like on paper, obviously the fight's the fight, but on paper... I think we all have the one-up on him. Two years ago, could you have ever imagined that you'd be here and Jan's career would be where it's at? It's like kind of shocking. And he's fought some killers, but like you guys have gone in a completely different direction. Yeah, I mean, I called him out after I fought o- O'Malley. I mean, not O'Malley, uh, Sanhagen. They're like the same people. <laughs> I mean, what, why are they the same? <laughs> Skinny, tall guys. Oh, okay. Um, Sanhagen feels strikers. a little taller. Oh, oh, O'Malley and Sanhagen. Yeah, yes, yeah. then Jan. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and I called him out after that, you know? I said, he's no boogeyman. People, like, if you watch the fights and you break it down, you know technique, you know this. But people don't understand that. You know, they think I'm just talking shit or wait till you step in there with him, you see what happens. Yan by murder, Yan by whatever he wants. Um, Yan by decapitation. Like, dude, these guys think they could bully me. Like, my, my brain don't work like that. I'm probably one of the most bulletproof Mentally tough people out there, I, I would say. I, I give myself that that uh, that cap. But um, with Jan... No cap, right? No cap, yeah. That's what the kids say, right? That's what the kids yeah, say, yeah, yeah. the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, to say that, I would thought that he would have been here. I mean, I think he needs to just stay away from the wrestlers, man. What's, mm. I don't know what he's thinking. Stay away from... Then again, he lost to a striker. So <laughs> That was a close one. The, the, the Marab one wasn't. No, but again, it's just styles make fights, man. And you got to look at the technique, Jan versus O'Malley, long, lanky. And I was saying that when I was breaking it down on my podcast, I'm like, dude, this is going to be a battle of who can establish the range better. And like, yeah, Jan could close the distance well when he could get to the striking range, but he has shorter arms. It's harder for him to close the distance. He has to take really big steps to get in. He's super accurate, very patient against a guy like O'Malley who's going to pick you apart from the outside, really good lateral footwork. It's very hard to get your timing in to uh, run up the scorecard against them because they're hard to hit. Then you got Marab, who doesn't stop. He keeps shooting. And then when he's not shooting, he's punching you in the face. And then as soon as you think you're striking, he's taking you back down again. That's a nightmare matchup, and he doesn't get tired. And then you got myself. I take you down. I get to the back. I'm, I'm going to control you the entire time. Good thing he didn't go to guard because if he went to guard, I think I finish him. I really do. I think he was better off, and he, he played the smarter game by giving me his back where he could be in a stalemate neutral position for the times that I wasn't punching him on the ground to pound. And now, he's in a situation where it's like, who the hell does he fight now? Does he fight Cheeto? 
Does he fight Sanhagen again? I don't think so. Mm. Um, is he going to fight Umar if he does that? I'm just like, you might as well give him his pink slips now. I don't know. Um, they're talking Umar and Sanhagen. Oh, good. You That's like that? Fight. I mean, do I like it for who? I, mean, I don't know. I like the fight. I don't, do you like it for Sanhagen? I don't care who wins. Um, Feels like they're really behind Umar. I feel like they were really behind Sanhagen at, at a point, too. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean... They're, they're all in a weird spot. That's just how deep this bandweight division is. And luckily for me, I'm on, sitting on top of it. Did you slap New York Rick when you saw him back there? Because he said 155 is better or no? Yeah. I think he might have left. He might have went home when he knew you were coming. Yeah, you better. Yeah. Uh, by the way, have you ever thought of this, like sliding <laughs> doors-wise? Where do you think you would be if he doesn't throw that knee right now? Like, could you be <clears throat> champion? Like, what, what do you think happens? What, what direction does your life go? Does your career go? I lose. I yeah, come yeah. back. I bounce back. I what do you mean? Another top like competitor. A couple of fights, and then you would have been right back in there. Like, have maybe, you ever sat down and thought of that? Yeah, I think maybe Marab gets the title shot. Mm. And I think Marab's a champ. But then I, that I think, means you're not the champ. No, that's fine. Would you have gone up at this point? Do you think? No, I, Marab and I would have just switch places. Right. That's it. Crazy. Back to back double dragons, kicking ass. That's crazy to think <laughs> of that, right? Like the sliding doors thing mm-hmm. of your life, like where you would be, where he would be, where Marab would be. And I, I feel like... You think Jan's still champ? Can he still be? No, no. Okay, so you're saying Marab is champion at this point. Yeah. If that happened. Wow. He, I think he would have beat Jan. Yeah. yeah. Well, we saw it, yeah. And I, I even think um, on, the, on the backside, I think like uh, Jan, I think Marab, after seeing me beat him and after seeing O'Malley even beat him, I think that gave him even more confidence. Like, yeah, I think Aljo was right. He's not... Is scary boogeyman, but people build like if you watch someone's highlight tapes, they can make them look like like I watched Henry's leading up to my fight. I'm like watching his YouTube. I'm like, I wonder if he's watching my YouTube. Ah. Um, what are you watching? All his shows? All of it. He shows absolutely nothing. It's just him talking the whole time. Ah. I actually show technique. I show what we're doing. I actually give you like some real live situations, some sparring footage to watch. Like I try to make it fun and engaging for the fans. Some real behind the scenes access. Um, but I think when you watch these guys and you break it down, like, you know, me going into my fight with Henry, I'm like, am I really delusional? People were, you know, t- telling me I'm delusional. There's no way you could chase your dreams. You can't accomplish any of these things. And I not start to believe it, but I start to give it more thought. Like, what if they're right? What if Henry's really going to come off the couch and he wasn't just hanging out the whole time? He healed his body up and came back and he's just going to smash me. Mm. And I'm like, that's a real possibility. And then you kind of have to reframe your mind and remind yourself what you've done. Look at the stuff you did. And I, I will watch my own highlight tapes. And I'm like, I'm a bad motherfucker too, bro. Like, you can say whatever you want. You're a bad dude. I'm a bad dude. We're going to have to find out who's the baddest on that night. Um, and I'm not saying I went out there and killed the guy, but, you know, I, I did what I need to do to win and uh, add another win. I'm setting records. I'm beating records. And, damn, man, life's, life's good. Mm. By the way, uh, how do you feel about the whole USADA thing going on now? Like, him, like, he went out of the pool, right? Yeah. Connor went out of the pool. TJ going out of the pool. TJ looks big, right? Yeah. He looks jacked. What, what, what do you think? Like, well, first of all, do you, do you believe TJ's retired? No. You don't? No. Not for a second. You think he comes back? I think he comes back. You think you see him again? This time with two arms? <laughs> Maybe three? Yeah. He might need a third yeah. arm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe at 45, I don't think he's going to come up to 45, though. Is it, it like, does it bother you that they go out of the pool? 
Nah, you know, see, I look at it a different, a different way. There's like the guys who are specifically cheating. TJ was cheating. This is Cejudo fight. Cejudo. Yeah. Connor. Those guys had significant injuries. Yeah. Um, I don't know how bad Henry's was. But when you're talking injuries like that, and then more, more so on Connor's side, even in Wyman, I always told Chris, I was like, dude, if I were you, I would have did the same exact thing. Mm. I'm like, look how you had the worst breakout of all these guys, and look how long it's taking you to get back. Yeah. I'm like, you're talking about the career post, like after this career is done, like your career afterwards, which is being a dad, um, being an analyst, whatever it is that you want to be. You can no longer do that on your healthy two legs because the USADA pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I look at it, I try to be as, I mean, I guess you got to kind of be sub, kind of subjective to it, but I, I try to look at it like that and try to see who's like using it for their monetary advancements in the in the sport versus, you know, this is really just like a lifelong thing that I want to make sure that I'm okay. Because I tell you what, if that happened to me, I don't give a, f I don't give a shit I want to make sure my arm works. I want to be able to pick up my kid. I want to be able to walk with my kid. You can tell me I'm going to hobble over because you want to come test me at 6 a.m. Um, because I'm doing this thing that's going to help get me back to being healthy. So you would do it too? I would. Yeah. 100%. Why not? Mm -hmm. You think I'd rather be limping for the rest of my life? And I know Cub Swanson mentioned something, I believe. And uh, really nice guy. But I, I kind of had... I think he said something about like... I think he might have mentioned something about he, him breaking something and he did it the long way, the hard way, or Rockhold. Somebody said something... Um, I could be misspeaking, but somebody was saying, like, uh, I don't think they should have been doing it. I did it the hard way, and I respect that. But not it's not guaranteed that you doing it the hard way is going to get you back to your 100% health. Sure. And if you're telling me there's a way that I can, it's like, why would you not? Why would you say that? Like, why would you let your body and leave that up for chance? And I'm not saying you do it and you come right back in and you jump back in the pool, but if you have some time to kind of recover and then kind of let it get out your system, and I don't know how this shit works. I'm just saying from my own. Yeah, no combat athlete on the planet has to deal with this. Like, 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 if, if Ryan Garcia would have broke his leg like Chris yeah. a couple weeks ago, he does, does whatever he wants. Don't show. He doesn't even have to think of this. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have to be a thought. I know. I'm just saying. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, and I like you, Sada, because they clean up the sport. Because there's some guys out there who's just actively cheating. But and something like that. The like, last time they 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 found someone like a big name. I think supposedly they stopped releasing it. Supposedly, and I don't know. I mean, it has to be transparent because now we don't know. Like, are they sweeping this under the rug? Are they sweep? Remember, yes. there was a time like a few years ago where it's like Brock, John Jones, this and that. It's like a lot of big names. Yeah. When's the last time that happened? Overeem. Yeah. Right. I was the first guy like this. I can't believe it. These motherfuckers always yeah. cheating. Yeah, it feels like it never happens. So that I don't know. Is it like just an inconvenience? Is it just to say that we're doing it? I just, like, you hear the stories about, you know, when Volkanovsky's woken up at 6 a.m. in Abu Dhabi and stuff like that. It just, I'm all, for, of course I'm all for a clean sport, but I'm so tired of you guys having no say in all these inconveniences. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm they so tired sat in of it. the shower with me. They sat in the shower? Yeah. I was like, dude, what, why do you need to watch me shower? It was the weirdest thing. He was was like, this after the fight? No, this was um, before the fight. This is when I was in Vegas. Um, I was at 10th Planet. And he said, I have to make sure you, you don't pee. I was like, I was like. So he's literally watching you? Yeah. So I'm like. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> but he wasn't even like really like even like looking at me kind of thing. So I go and I was, I was irritated. I just finished training. So my blood is already like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit on 10 right now. And I kind of barked at him. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I can get pretty nasty sometimes. I know it, c- it could be kind of hard to believe, but I, and I was just like, dude, you're talking about you would need to be in the fucking shower with me, blah, 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 blah. You're not even, you're not even watching me. Like, how you know? Like, you want to see my fucking dick? You want to see my dick? How, you want me, like, this is how I'm getting. I'm like, you're in the shower with me. My, my personal space, my private space, my, yeah. my time. You're not even, you're, like, how are you going to tell me or know what I'm doing? It's like, well, I just try to check the color or, I was like, dude, if I was showering and I'm scrubbing and I'm just pissing on my leg, like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, you, you might as well have just let me shower in peace. Because at the end of the day, we had to go to the PI. And it, I don't want to bore people with this story, but it, it was, I got very irritated really quickly. And uh, it's just I, stuff that no one has to deal with. Yeah. So, and mean, that you guys never signed up for. I mean, I am happy though some guys got popped, but at the end of the day, it's like, like you said, there hasn't been anyone who's. You don't been, think guys are using stuff now? No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. People still think I use. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't tell you that any, like, I couldn't tell you people, anything. You see that? About it, yeah. Like legit people, or it's just bullshit comments? Aljo EPO Sterling. Oh, it's actually hilarious. It. Really? Yeah. That's the thing? I'm like, I, I, I would hope if I was on EPO, now. I would look a lot better than that, <laughs> like my conditioning, like my Rob's machine. Right, right, right. I hope I can look like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, what do you make of this Francis stuff? So he's supposed to make a release tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the big day. Looking forward to seeing what this is. What I, you... I hope it's worth it. Cause I, so here's my thing. Okay. If I could offer Francis advice. Please, please. This is great because you were once in a position similar to this. Obviously, you weren't the champion at the time, but you yeah. were deciding, you know. And I respect everything he's standing for and trying to do. But there's a reason why it's never been done. And I'm not trying to shoot anybody down or be negative about anything. But the amount of money I feel like he could have made, um, or at least from what they said over at one, not was it one? Well, which or, one? Which one are you talking about? Oh, the uh, twenty Chach- million. Chach- yeah, the Chachi, yeah, yeah. If that was a real offer, mm-hmm. my thing is like, well, why not take the money and almost take like a Floyd Mayweather approach and build your own organization and have have like another avenue of competition for the fighters to go somewhere and compete to showcase their skills where you can now dictate and control because now if you're doing this in such a favorable way i feel like it's easily going to attract other up-and-comers and and to the point where it can start to become like a premier organization not saying compete with the ufc but it gives you another option to go to that's the way i was kind of looking at that i'm like dude that's that's some serious money to to use and to network with but the whole thing about like trying to be on the board and that's i don't know the details yeah, not but, all of that is 100%, though. Yeah, so I don't know. You know what happened there, right? What happened there was They're like... trying to get in front of it. and Yes, yeah. that's like, me, well, you know... Like 20 million in a run. That's my thought. Like, Especially, who's he going to fight over there? They do go crush a couple of people, come back, Francis, you're still the man, you made a also, shit ton of money. it's not 20 up front. It's 20 for the... Throughout the fights. Yeah, so like, what if he, he could slip on a banana peel? Could. Is, he still get, is that guaranteed money? We see, those are the things we don't know from right. behind the scenes. It's never guaranteed. Yes. You, don't, you don't get guaranteed. If you don't oh, fight, you don't get paid. Exactly. No fighter gets guaranteed. What I heard was the deal he signed is very lucrative. It's like the worst kept secret where he's going. The question is, I think what people are going to, um, what people are going to criticize is, all right. So you left the UFC for this. I still feel like we don't know the the, the full story about what he has planned because boxing was always the big thing, right? Yeah. Boxing was always a big thing, and people bring up the money all the time. But he has said repeatedly, it's not about the money. Yeah. So like, what's 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 big for him may not be big for. This guy, this guy, you, me. And so I, I just, I, I found it, what I wanted to like ask you about was, it feels like everyone's kind of like rooting to say, oh, you fucked up. 
you fucked up. Like they they want to be they want to celebrate that he fucked up. Why is that? I, it's weird, man. Yeah, sometimes it's like some crab in a barrel ass mentality type shit. It really is. You, yeah, fighters could be their own biggest. This is why they'll never be a downfall. union. That's why there will never be a union. Right. Fighters are again. Hate you can hate me all you want, but it's some crab in the barrel motherfuckers. I even had people at the gym I was training. At. I was training down in Vegas. I had people talking shit about me behind my back with the, the first yawn fight. People I've trained with. People whose asses I kicked in the gym were talking about shit. You know, so I can only imagine for him and the stuff people are saying behind closed doors is like, for me, I hope to see Francis win, um, whether that's financially or outside of financial. I want to see all fighters do well. That's just my personal, um, what would you even call that? Personal goal or something that just makes me happy. Feeling, like, yeah. even if it's my opponent, I'm like, you know what? We're going to fight, but I hope you get taken care of. I hope when you're done fighting, I hope you're taken care of. That's just kind of the way I approach things. Man, I'm, I'm not a hater, man. I, I don't understand it. Like, to hate on someone trying to do something is the most bizarre thing to me. It's like, so it's you can't do it, so you hate on this person. Why does it feel like the something? basketball players, the football, they all support each other a little bit more? Why does it, is it just because this is a mano y mano macho sport? Probably that, or I think because they're already established with their unions and stuff like that, it's probably like they kind of get it right out of the gate. And they're not all scratching and clawing. Like, exactly. you make it to the NBA, you're all millionaires. Yeah. So was, even if you're not a millionaire, you're at least making six plus figures. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a good starting ground for everyone. It's kind of like, ah, you cool, man. I, and, and they all kind of get it. Like, right. even if they don't want to be the guy who's like the highlighted guy, their family's taking care of, they're taking care of, they're like, all right, cool. This is what you guys think. We're going to do it. Where for this, it's like, these motherfuckers could be weird, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't really don't understand it. You know, and for me, it's, it's awkward now because a lot of people want to talk to me who I don't really want to talk to. Fighters? Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, you're cool, but it's like, I know what it is. You're only talking to me because I'm in this position or because I'm in front of your face. And you want to act like you actually like me when I know you don't really. It's weird to me. And I, I've never grown up to be like that fake person. And that shit is really corny. When you go to gyms in Vegas or even at the PI, like, do you feel like now because of who you are, people are trying to test you? They want to get a victory in the gym over the champ? Honestly, I don't really train at other gyms like that anymore. You don't? Okay. Not really. So where do you train when you're in Vegas? Usually the PI. But that's only your people? It's usually my people. Like, you know, I try to get Nixick involved wherever I can, but, you know, he's got his pro um, practices and stuff like that. Um, I go to 10th Planet. Um, so even, like, if you're rolling at 10th Planet? You, it, it, I, I try to roll with the only people I know. You know, I'll roll with Patchy here and there, Patchy Mix here and there. Um, for this fight, it didn't really make sense to roll with him too much because— Tall, lanky, a lot of high-level high submissions. It didn't really make sense. Um, you so know, it has mostly, to be people you trust. It has to be people I trust. It has to be people that have a, a focus for the end goal to like get to the fight. I, you know, If I get injured just trying to be a gym warrior, that doesn't do me any favors. I don't right. get paid. Um, I get hurt. I get a setback. I've had that multiple times. I had that a couple of times before the Jan fight, the first one. And then he and then Jan pulled out of the first fight. Oh, yeah. And um, that gave me more time. And then I ended up getting hurt again. Going with another guy, I I threw him under the bus race. So I, I think I can say his name, Gustavo. Um, uh, really strong guy, just cranked on my neck and set me back all over again. You oh. know, so it's it's not about, and it wasn't even doing a live go. It was doing a drill session. Uh. You know, so even though guys might not necessarily come in with bad intentions, and I'm not talking about Gustavo. I'm just saying in general, like I I, I trust the people I trust. And I tell them what I what to, what I expect and what the the objective is. So we kind of are all on the same page. Versus just 
grabbing a random body and just just going with them. And I get these bigger guys and these guys always want to roll with me and whatnot or spar with me. I'm like, dude, as much as the younger version of myself would love to do that, I got to look out for my career and this does nothing for me. And it's not like, it's not an ego thing. It's not me trying to be disrespectful or act like I'm better than you. It's just nothing good could come out of this, especially if it goes left, you know? So uh, I encourage guys to be more selective of who they train with. Um, Like I, I love training at those gyms, but I do know um, going to Syndicate, going to Extreme Couture, um, going to Temp Planet, I got to just be very selective of who I go with. Sometimes I try to bring in my own guys so that I, I, I already know who I'm going to work with. This way, it's more like I'm getting the coaching and I can still work with my guys and, and be safe. This way, I get to the fight. If I don't get to the fight, coach don't get paid. This guy don't get paid. I don't get paid. Mm. And that, does, who does that, that doesn't benefit anybody. And then it fucks up the whole card, just like when the our co-main event fell out the card, you know? So... Uh, I forgot what the the main thing was. I guess people trying to test me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do, you, do you think you'll ever be a coach, like when it's all said and done? I think I would do it on a smaller scale. Like, I, and I know Henry's done it, and I don't want people like comparing everything that we do, all the same things. You're doing YouTube breakdowns. He's doing YouTube breakdowns. He's coaching. You want to coach. I've been coaching at my gym for like the, fat, the past, I want to say five, six years at okay. Law MMA in, in New York. Um, obviously, as I moved to Vegas, that kind of got less and less with how much time I was putting in. But even as a full-time fighter, I was doing all those things. I was going to these fights, cornering these guys, traveling, going out my way, even in fight camp. Sometimes two or three weeks before my fight, taking a weekend off or trying to train out there wherever the fights were going to be just to help these younger guys trace a dream. Because I never had no one doing that for me that was like of a, a notable name. So for me doing that, for them, I know it goes such a long way and it kind of gives them a little bit more confidence going in. Like, All right, you got some of the best guys in your world in your corner pushing you and teaching you. Um, so yeah, I, I would coach, but I would do it on a smaller scale, like selectively a couple of people, maybe one person here, here or there. Maybe I'm coming in a couple of times a week or something like that. And it's not even really about the money. It's just, I got to actually like the person. Right. You gotta be, a, you gotta be a good human being, man. There's, there's a difference between like someone who's just good and just kind of a shitty person versus someone who's good. But you know, they treat the janitor the same way they treat the president of whatever company, you know? And I think that goes a long way. Um, what was it like training with Raul Rojas? Cool, young kid. I mean, we didn't do any live goals. Okay. I, I had no desire to like, do that with not him. Not that long ago, he's saying like he's going to be the champ and all that, and then you're training with him. So did you feel like he was trying to, uh, or do you think he was humbled after the loss? Um, I think he was humbled after, after the loss, but I, I do think um, that remains to be seen. I think um, time would tell what his intentions are. Okay. And I know if he had an opportunity to fight for the belt, he would take it, which I, I don't see anyone else who, who won it. Um, so I'm not saying anything about that, but I do think um, he's using this, this time now to take advantage of the training and to get insight from someone who's done it, um, who stumbled, picked himself back up multiple times, and has gotten to the top. So I think it's going to be very beneficial to someone like him, more so than it is for me. Um, I just showed him a lot of things that I do that's very basic, but I don't think he was doing like at all. Mm. And uh, I just try to give him some insight and... The same thing we're talking about right now, I kind of share that information, but just more in detail. And some yes, things for advice? <clears throat> uh, not really asking for advice. It was more like us just kind of having a conversation and okay. bouncing some ideas off of each other and me giving him some pointers and then him asking some questions, whatever he was asking. And uh, yeah, it wasn't like live situations, but we did a lot of drilling, um, a lot of technical things, just repping, footwork stuff, slip rope drills, um, things like that just... 
they go a longer way. It's kind of like Connor used to say, um, you want to upgrade the software without damaging the hardware. Mm. And I, I like, that's really true, man. Some of these guys, like Marab, we're very different. I love to drill. Marab loves to go live. Mm. He likes to spar. He likes to go live with grappling. Um, I like to go grappling, but everything I do is structured, man. It has this, there's a method to the madness. It's not just coming in, just working on something random. And that's also the other thing with like taking group classes five days a week. I can't do that because at what point are we focusing on what I need to do yeah, of course. for this specific opponent? I think group classes have its place. Young up-and-comers that need the overall training foundation, how to be a good teammate, how to be a good training partner, uh, how to receive instruction, and how to diversify your game before you start to hone in what you're trying to do um, for your particular opponents and things like that. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a big Knicks fan, and I'm uh, on so Instagram awesome. on Wednesday, and I'm just like scrolling through the Celebrity Row carousel, and I'm like, oh shit, there's Aljo in there, putting you in there. You saw that? Yeah. And I see you with Action Bronson, my man, Bam Bam Baklava. Shout out, love him. Oh, you got him. Yeah, he he's I got his, yeah, album, his album right there. He's a gigantic fan. I saw you guys together, and I'm just curious. Uh, like when you go to Knicks games and there's a ton of celebrity and you're in New York on a day like today, I know you were there last week, like are you feeling the love from the city? Do you feel like your star has grown? Like do you feel like New York is supporting you? Yeah, you know, that was one of the things I noticed. I mean, even even a couple fights ago, I, I was starting to feel it, but now it's, it's so much more. Like I, I was kind of like, I don't want to get caught taking a, one picture because if I take one picture, I'm going to get uh, stuck. And it, and I don't want to be the dick that like, yo, yeah, but I do have wanna... places I got to yeah. go. And otherwise, I got to hey, leave like an hour. Have. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. But it is cool to see that people are starting to show love. And New York is a tough place to, to gain any type of real notoriety because we just have so much going on. We have so many different sports, so many different teams. Not everyone knows what's going on with the MMA space. So the fact that the, the New York City, the Mecca, is actually paying attention and they actually do recognize me. I'm like, oh, shit, I might need to start wearing a hat. Um, some sunglasses, some dark shades. So no it's reached that point? The smaller chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not super crazy. I'm not Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but like you walk around the streets here, people are recognizing you now. A lot like, more. Like the UFC is so much more popular than it was five years ago or so. Yeah, for sure. And at the Knicks game, I and was actually surprised just walking out that people were actually stopping yeah. to scream well, this at was me. Like, like, oh, shit. This, is this was cool. Wednesday. So this is like just a few days after, after your fight, fight yeah. and you're all over the place on ESPN and all that stuff. So I was wondering if you felt like you know, you felt the love if you felt like a big yeah. deal. Yeah, it was cool. And they put me courtside. So I don't, for playoffs, just to get perspective, because the, the playoff games is a big deal. Yes. So whenever the, a lot of the celebrities come out, they kind of have like an idea of where they're going to put who. Yeah. And before the fight, they put us like on the floor, but we're a couple of seats up. Uh, which, I listen, I'm I'm not picky. I'm the most, res- like, thank you for the tickets. Yeah. I just appreciate even being in the building. Yeah. I appreciate that. Took care of me and my fiance, where we were sitting up in the back a little bit. And uh, there's a couple other celebrities like Nero's, like some other like actors, but like on a lower scale, still working their way up. I'm like, okay, I see where they have us in terms of like the notoriety. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. after the fight, they put us on the floor. And I was like, uh, oh, I was like, Mama, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> were you sitting next to Action? Uh, we were like one group over from him. So okay. he was like two, and then there was another group of two, and then one of my best friends and I. Okay, he's a huge fight fan. Yeah, he was yeah. at your fight. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, I saw yeah. him in the crowd. Um, I was talking to him about jumping on his show, uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Uh, I'd love to do an best. episode. Yes. Uh, he shot me a text, so uh, we're going to try to see if we could coordinate something before I go back to uh, Vegas. And um, I need to figure out if I'm fighting or not. That's what I need to know. So if I'm either, I got two schedules right now. Okay. One is vacation, Aljo, oh, no. getting 
Fluffy, my girl called me. She called me Fluffy, bro. Wow. I don't even know how to feel well, about that. You posted the picture, but we were saying, I think you were like, I think you were pushing your <laughs> stomach out. I don't think no. you're that big. No. For real? For real. How, how, how much? 170? I was, so yesterday morning when I actually checked, that was 177. Oh, so you're even seven, you're eight pounds more than that? Yeah. And then that was me like using the bathroom and everything. I was like, yo, there's a good chance I probably tipped the scales at 180. Very good. Very is, likely. Is that the highest you've ever gone after a fight? I feel like it, but this was better than the last time. Last time I felt like it came on so fast that everything hurt just walking up the steps. You're um, 180 right now? No, not right now. Okay. What, so this morning I was 70, 74. And then by the time I left, because I feel like I did like a little workout in the garage, like just a plate workout. I was like, dude, I feel, I just feel like a, I feel like, I, what am I doing with myself yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. So I did like three sets of four different workouts with a, with a 35 pound plate. Got to it, five different workouts. And then I went to check and I feel like I I drank a couple, two glasses of water and I just started going to the bathroom like nonstop. It was weird. It's like almost like my body's trying to purge itself of the extra bloat, the water wow, retention. Wow. And um, I ended up leaving here 72 before I got in the car. So 74, oh, wow. 72. So it's like it's a lot, it's like people say, yo, you're weight building. I'm like, bro, that's like fake weight. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna slide off as soon as I get back on just like a normal eating routine, which I don't think I'm like overeating or binging the first, maybe the first three days. Uh-huh. <laughs> but after that, uh, I think it's just water retention. So now I, I'm hoping by next week, by the end of this week, I could break 70, like waking up in the morning and then get back down to like 68, 66. And then I can start training again and then keep that, keep the, I want to keep my, my shape. I don't want to get too far out of shape. And of course, um, I'm already doing like my rum tastings, stuff like that, yeah. which was a huge success. I'm super like happy with the formula that we already have and we're going to build off of that. Um, we already got like the labels, the bottle designs, the cork that we're going to use. So it's, it's, we're like, we're like hitting the ground running with this man. So hopefully everything, like not, no, no speed bumps come in where we can just really keep this going straight. I was hoping to have more time to lead it up into the next fight, but if it's going to be August, maybe we'll have like a couple of cases of some real product in hand that we can let some people try because there's a lot when of people find who are out? excited about it. Find out about the fight? Yeah. Like when, <clears throat> when when does this call get made? I'm hoping in the next like solidified because from from this past Saturday was 14 weeks to August 19th. So ideally I would like to have like a 10 week training camp where I can have at least two weeks of just like um, easing into it, doing some band work, some stuff like that, strengthening all the little muscles again, especially with my shoulder, my neck. And my bicep again. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm just rolling the dice with this. But um, I mean, what if happened? I could get I, there's, there's still the uh, partial tear oh, wow. that I have in my arm. Okay, um, still hurts, man. Like people say, oh, you're 100. percent I'm like, yeah, I'm 100. Yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got through Henry, right? So um, I like to think maybe it could hold on one more time if if we're gonna push the envelope that that's, that quickly. And um, again, I think the next two weeks we can find out if the fight's definitely going to happen, if I can make this work, and if my body's feeling up for it. And uh, again, I'm a prize fighter, so you leaning toward? You think it happened? What do you think? What do I you mean? This is a stack card. This is this could be some real life changing situation. Okay, and that's always a good thing. The money, uh, money's always good, but competition too. You know, this would be another chance to add another notch to the belt, another ruby, um, and really making it hard for the record for anyone to beat it. Because this weight class is so competitive, man. I, I don't care who it is that gets here. Good luck defending the belt as many times as I did. Good luck defending the belt as many times as Dom did. Or twice, you know? It's, it's going to be a tough task. So everyone's going to have a target on your back. 
And it's a good problem to have. Like, you know, we, we come in here looking to eventually become the champion, and when it happens, you got to expect these things. If you don't, like the media and all that stuff, man, they had me do... I, I came out to the fight on Sunday. I drove to the city twice. Yeah. Not, from, not from Jersey City, not from the Prudential Center area, from Newark, from Morristown. Yeah, yeah. Into the city twice on fight week just to do media promo. Just It's part of the game. Like, ideally, would I have liked to have done that? No, but... This is what comes with the job and the territory and heavy is the head that wears a crown. So I'm trying to do everything that I could possibly do under um, my power while I can, while I'm in the spotlight and just make sure I just take full advantage of everything. You win this fight. Is it your last fight at 35? <laughs> I think this is my last fight at 35. I win this fight. I think it's my last fight at 35. Wow. And then it's 45. And then the hope is you fight the champ at 45. That's the hope. Yeah. Do you think they're down with that? And uh, respectfully, like, you know, I would love to fight Yair or or uh, Volkanovski. I, I think it's just a fun fight. I think it's another opportunity for me to, to chase greatness. And and it's not one of these where, like, you're going up and then you're coming back down. Like, you think you're just going up for good? I think so. Wow. But, I, you know, I would like to say I was double champ champ. You know, yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> so you want to keep the belt for this fight? It, it would be, yes. So... I guess the way I see it is to say that, you know, I defend the belt, we'll see what happens with the Volk fight, and then um, go from there. We see what the timeline looks like and see if it's a real possibility to not have the, the division tied up where the UFC will allow me to hold the yeah. belt so that I can at least say I am the yeah, yeah, while they're doing promos leading yeah, up yeah. to the fight. I think it'd be pretty cool. Of course. It makes it feel bigger if it's champion versus champion. Exactly. So th that's kind of my mentality going into this. So kind of like this time next year, you're at 45 if all goes well in uh, in August. Like if you beat O'Malley by this time next year, you're you're a 45er. I think so. Wow. And I'll take some time to get bigger and do it the right way. You know, I don't want to just jump up and be like, yeah, I'm big. Uh, I shrunk my body to getting down to 35. Every time I, I have a, a good amount of time off, you feel like your bones get a little dense. You start to fill in a little bit and then... You cut the weight again, you shift your body all over again. So we'll see. I just got to make sure I do it the right way, put the size on the right way, make sure I'm just as strong. Um, and man, I can't wait to just fold this guy in half. Which guy are you talking about? O'Malley. Okay, I thought maybe Volkanovski. <laughs> uh, listen, yeah. I saw Volkanovski's YouTube video. Listen, there's a reason why I didn't call him out because it wasn't the performance that um, I wanted to have to kind of keep him on notice, but... You know, let me let me do this one the right way and not even the right way, in a better fashion. And I, there's a couple of technical things I did wrong. And instantly I was like, this is nowhere near the way I look in sparring, like at all. And I, I feel like maybe it was because of the pressure that Henry was bringing or maybe I doubted or just maybe I just miscalculated some of the sequences a little bit more than I should have. And I over I was just overthinking it, complicating the, this, the situation more than what it actually was. And it kind of left me a little bit sloppy looking where there were some sequences where I kind of overextended or taking a big telegraphing step on my jab and making it known that, hey, I'm about to jab you. And there's some, and again, I recognize these things. I'm honest with myself and my assessments. And I'm like, I got to fix all these things because I can't go there and fight Volk like that because that would be a long, brutal night. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to quit, but that's going to be a brutal night, meaning I'm taking a trip to the hospital. So I'm honest about that, but I do know clean these things up. If I look the way I look in sparring, I, I give Volkanovski a run for his money. I give uh, Yair Rodriguez a run for their money, but I want to make sure, not just giving them a run for the money, I want to make sure when I get in there that I know and I believe that I can beat these guys. And that's the mentality you got to have when you step in there. By the way, how much uh, did you make off the Venmo last week? Good amount? Or? <sighs> Bro, that was pretty well? That was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I did pretty well. Nice. Um, 
See, at least a thousand dollars. At Patty, least Patty wants me to pay him to come on. I'm cool with if the fans can contribute like a dollar each to the Venmo. You know, like I think yeah. that's a fair trade, right? Yeah, fair trade. Um, I I was kind of joking with that. You know, I know, I know. I, but it was like it was like, cool that the fans listen, actually. If everyone did that. watching gives a dollar, say thank you for the entertainment. Yeah, and goes straight was, to your pocket. Yeah, and some people donated ten, five, twenty. One guy did fifty. And I had a couple people request money from me. <laughs> ah, fuckers. Yeah, so it was pretty funny. But again, I, I think even for the other fighters, like the guys who aren't getting as much, I mean, I think it goes a very long way for those guys. And I, if it sounds weird because I'm like, I don't want it to feel like we're begging for money. No, no, no. That's not the case. It was a fun thing. Yeah. It was a fun so thing. I'm glad it wasn't taken in the wrong way. No. That's the, last, that's the last thing I want for people to think like, hey, this guy's making good money. He's begging for money. I'm like... It was just a joke. It me. was just a joke. Um, by the way, before but thank we, you. No, no, it was, I'm very happy to see they did it for Captain Eric as well. Um, yes, they did. Your darts game. How would you rate it at the moment? Mm, I'm not very good. You could probably beat me in a grappling match, a fight. Box. You lost to Eric. Yeah, that was so embarrassing. And he's never thrown a dart. He says. Yeah, I was so embarrassed. I can't. And I was so cocky. I'm, I'm not usually <laughs> cocky. I was like, I'll donate 500 to your charity. I saw. Knowing that <laughs> there's no chance. I did. I did, by the way, for the record, I did donate. Uh, but it's the thing. You come to the studio, you have to play darts three on three. You can't You can't let Eric beat me and then you not beat me. You understand this? Yeah. He's going to say, that's that D3 dart game. Yeah. That's that D3 dart game. Why does he wear those glasses, oh, man? Would you be okay if your coach dressed like that? No. It takes away from you, right? It takes away from you. Yeah. It's so weird to me. It's strange. Sure, the outfit was something. Yeah. It was like all bedazzled. Oh and... my goodness. It's like, what do we, like, this is like a bad, like, rock, I don't even know, rock, like, disco looking thing. I'm like, dude, this is just, it's 2023, dude. We could look a little cooler than that. He thinks he it's cool. He got some money. He thinks it's cool. And, and the thing in the middle is getting bigger. <laughs> the it's piece, getting, right? Yes. It's getting I, bigger I, every time. I think he thinks it makes him stand out. Which is fine, but, but I feel like you could look a little, you could look dressed a little more fly than that. That shit just looks weird. Let's play some darts, shall we? Let's go. You, me versus Aljo, champ versus nose. I don't know if we've ever had a champion in here playing darts. Uh, what do you like, black, blue, or green? Let's go green. All right, here we go. Is this going to be shown on TV? Yes, this is live right now. What do you think? Okay. What do you mean? Is this going to be shown? You on get TV? a warm up shot. Yeah. Okay. So these are the rules: three versus three. Okay. So okay. your three versus my three. Uh, I'm very kind. I let you have one warm-up shot just to, you just know, be comfortable. Pay attention to the lights. Pay attention to this. That's the board. Have you ever thrown a dart before? They don't do that on, uh, where is it? Oh, there's your mic in there. Yeah. You want to take the jacket off? No, keep it on. We want you to be as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Smart move, Frankie. Smart move. Um, all right, so this is your practice shot. Now, yeah. Captain Eric cheated. I hold this thing again. Like, really hold it. Listen, you do your thing, man. You're funky. You do it a little bit different than everyone. Here comes the champ. Okay. So the way we play, what, what, what is it, like a numbers? or? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, this is tremendous. By the way, not a bad shot. Was that four? No, that was an 18. I mean, your form was funky, by the way. Like, I it, do everything it, odd, It's almost like you're striking. I play basketball weird. I play baseball weird. I'm a goofy hitter on baseball. I'm a lefty and a righty. It's weird. Wow, you're ambidextrous? No, but I just I open bottles with my left hand. I'm a righty. I brush my teeth with my left hand. I'm a righty. I do a lot of it's, I do Hulk a lot mesh. of Okay, now this counts. Okay. All right. So now, what number am I aiming for? I mean, for? you see the big numbers there. You got 20s, you got 18s. The middle 
is 50, the red is a bullseye, the green around it is a 25, and just so you know... The highest number wins, that's what we're doing. Yeah, the highest number wins. If you get here, that's a double 20. If you uh, get here, that's a triple 20. Okay. If you get here, it's a 20. If you get here, it's a one. Triple one, 18, triple 18. Double, triple, black or white is the number. This, 25, <sighs> this, 50. Okay. Also, by the way, this, Zero, <laughs> this, zero. Michael Rappaport hit the wall three times. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Here comes Al Jermaine. This one counts. Holy shit, that was weird. That would like, that like flew sideways. 12. Oh, my God. I've never seen anyone throw it like that. Another 12. Holy oh, shit. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Yo, by the way, there's something... What's up? See that show how he What's up, baby? It was going like this. I hope everyone notices. It was going like this. What was that? I've never seen anything like that. Holy shit. And by the way, 12, 24, 36 is a great number. Wow. You've never thrown a dart before. No, I've thrown a dart before, but I don't really know how. I just throw. That was crazy. It was like, I've never seen it like flow like that. All right, here we go. Pressure, pressure. No practice for me, by the way. He's trying to fuck me up. Seven. All right. I, I've, I've been rusty as of late. Elises. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That's a... That's a 19? Joke. Oh, that's a 19. Oh, it's a I almost got a triple 19 right there. Ah. So 19 plus 7 is 26. You got 12, 24, 36. So I'm 10 away. Fucking hell, Joe. Let's get a one. Get that one. Oh, 16. Oh, okay. I'm back. <laughs> Captain beat me, and you didn't? <laughs> Fucking hell. That's, that wasn't bad. No, that was a good one. That, three in the same spot. No, that, that, hey, listen, there's something very impressive about that, especially the way you were doing it. Uh, I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much. Aljamain Sterling, Funkmaster. Check out the YouTube channel. What is it? If you put an Aljo, it comes up. Like, what is the actual name? Funkmaster MMA. Funkmaster MMA. Tremendous stuff. Speaking of Captain Eric... Here's my conversation with him from last week where he's talking all kinds of craziness, including saying he's the reason why Aljo went to uh, Colombia. I don't know which if that's is Cap true, as well. but if he did, I appreciate it. Cap, I, I call it Cap. And we'll be back with KSI right after this. Don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, back on uh, the MMA Hour live. Thank you very much to the Funk Master, Aljamain Sterling, for stopping by. It's so great to have people in studio. Appreciate it. I'm a little bit out of breath, guys, because I was running, because we have our next guest ready. So I'm a little bit out of breath. You all right? Yeah, I just need to... Do you want me to take over? 
I just need to get back in shape, you know. <clears throat> I've been focused so much on the weights, you know, the cardio has been lacking. In any event, uh, one man who was in uh, great shape this past weekend, and we were debating at the top of the show, what was the biggest story of the weekend? And uh, I do believe uh, some of us were, were saying that the next man was, uh, the next guest on this program was the biggest story of the weekend. Had a massive fight against Joe Fournier, billionaire Joe, they call him, and it didn't last very long. It ended in the second round via knockout, and he remains undefeated. He is the uh, the face, the co-founder of Misfits, and uh, he's making a lot of noise, and he may even have his next fight set up against uh, our old pal, Tommy Fury. Of course, I'm talking about our old friend, JJ, a.k.a. KSI. Am I... Yo, what's up? Are we on the level? <laughs> can I call you JJ now, or I don't yeah, know? Yeah, well, you can call me JJ. Okay, what's JJ. happening, my man? How are you? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I'm good, man. You know, I'm fresh. Yeah, it doesn't even look like I had a fight, right? <laughs> no, it didn't last very long. Does it feel when you have a fight that, that's, that is that short that it's like man, I needed to get more out of my system here. Like you train for three months or something like that. And it just, it ends in yeah. like four and a half minutes. Uh, I think for me, it's just, I guess it is a little frustrating. And sometimes I wish I didn't end it so, so quickly. And, you know, even with the next fight that I'm going to have, hopefully with Tommy Fury, you know, people are saying, oh, I, I don't know. I don't think KSI has a chance, but imagine I just go in there and, knock him out in, what, two, three rounds, then it's just like, oh, okay, now what? And <laughs> I would have trained so hard. It, like, especially this camp, it's been tough, man. I've been sparring, like, some tough guys and doing a lot of rounds, and then for me to just end it in two rounds, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, all that hard work led to the two rounds. But let me ask you about yeah. the fight itself in a moment. Uh, just curious, mm -hmm. because there was a, it seemed like a lot at stake and it seemed like this was maybe the fight that, is sort of like a bridge to some other big fights. And because mm -hmm. of his experience and you weren't fighting an influencer, were you super nervous going into this one? No, 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 no. No? But I don't really I don't really get that nervous, man, because I've just been in front of a crowd so many times and I love pressure. Like, for me, pressure makes diamonds. And I've been in front of crowds for years, you know, whether it's me singing, rapping, or boxing, you know, I'm just so used to being in front of a crowd, so that doesn't give me any nerves. And the pressure of, you know, failing and losing just turns me into, well, the nightmare. <laughs> it just literally changes me. And all I think is win, win, no matter what. Even if I'm like in the deep end, I find something in me to go further beyond <laughs> and just make sure I grind the win or become victorious. So you're a little bit different than most fighters in that most fighters on the night just kind of have to worry about themselves. But because you are so invested in misfits, are you like even, now be honest with me, like I, I tweeted about, and is it Gideon? Am I pronouncing his name? Yeah, Gideon, Gideon, yeah, Gideon, yeah. yeah. I, 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 honestly, I, I, fell for, I fell for the the bit. I felt, I, I will what say. What the sing? <laughs> oh my God, it was absolutely ridiculous. But now I get who he is. I asked I asked my nephew, I was like, is, is, this, is this guy famous? Yes, he's like insanely famous and that's what he does. He trolls people. So I got God. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. But you replied to the tweet with like, I'm like, is he actually on his phone two hours before his fight? Is that you or is that someone else? Be honest that with me. That is me. That's it's you? Me, like, 
Well, I'm on Twitter. I'm always checking stuff. And you always got Jake Paul, like, was messaging yes. me on Twitter. Or I think Andrew Tate was having a pop as well. Like, and for me, I made a TikTok on the day saying it's fight day. So I had to do it, like, three, four times because it was so annoying. Like, the first time I did it. Um, this is with the primes, right? Filmed weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filmed weirdly. So I had to delete it, get new primes, do it again, failed, get more primes, do it again, failed, get more primes, oh, do it Jesus. again. And then I finally like, okay, let's go. And then, uh, and then, yeah, bro, I was just playing Overwatch. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Moira main. So I don't know if you know what that means, but no, I, no I, I like playing support. So I like healing and, you know, eliminating my enemies at the same time. So it's like, I was just doing that, playing games. Uh, I got a puppy as well. Puppy. I got a kitten. Yes, I saw this kitten. Uh, Like the Austin Powers one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I just think he's the sweetest. He's so cute. And uh, he's just chilling downstairs at the moment. But yeah, you know, I was just playing with him. I'm so relaxed. It's because for me, I know I've done so much work beforehand that on the day, nothing can change. Nothing can change. I can't do any extra stuff. I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. My team have, you know, made sure everything is sorted. You know, they put me in the deep end. I have no ego when it comes to uh, training or going to shoot fires because for me, you know, I have ego when it comes to other things. Yeah, you know, especially when you see me in front of, um, you know, the people being like, yeah, I, I'm the GOAT. I'm the best. I'll be any person, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as I'm in the gym, bro, I just listen to my trainers and they just, they kill me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they, they kill me. And I was there's so many times where I'm looking at them like, brother, you want me to train again today after the training we did this morning? Like, this is madness. But they're like, bro, this is what we need to do in order for you to be the best. And yeah, I just listen and I just abide by whatever they say. And then they just keep pushing me, keep pushing, keep pushing me. And then, you know, the results show. Okay. So what I was wondering was, are you watching the show and saying like, you're hitting up, I don't know, Mams Taylor or anyone else? Like, why are we doing this? I don't like this. Are you watching it from this? Yeah. So I'm hitting Mams up like, is that hard? The prelims, I was like, okay, uh, the streams are working. Can we fix this? And then, you know, obviously he was commentating during the prelim. So I was like, bro, let's make sure this is set up. And then even when the event is happening, I'm, you know, like messaging people being like, yo, I can't believe so happy lost, da, 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 this, this, that, that. And everything, every, obviously everyone's just there like, I swear you, you're fighting in like an hour. What is going yes. on? Aren't you meant to be concentrating? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm blessed. It's calm. Like, even though, like, even with like uh what's his name? Uh even um even when I was fighting Joe Weller, like I was I was calm, I was ready. I'm I just have the, it's just weird. Like I know a lot of people, a lot of fighters get super, super nervous and you know their legs go and everything, and they just you know just shit themselves. But for me, I'm just so calm, I'm just so relaxed, I'm just so ready, and I've always just been like this. Um, since you brought him up, can I ask about Saul Puppy? Did he make a mistake? Did he bite off more than he can chew? Um, or did Misfits make a mistake by booking him against, you know, a pro fighter like Anthony Taylor? Well, I think for me, I just think, first of all, he messed up by doing three rounds. That was his choice. Three, that was his choice. Three rounds favored Anthony Taylor. 
So I, I didn't really understand why he'd want to do three rounds. Uh, because for him, especially Anthony Taylor, like all he need to do is just do his tactic, you know, and make it rough and dirty for three rounds, and then he's out, and it's easy. Mm. Uh, whereas, rather, uh, however, he couldn't do that, you know, with a long, with a long period of time, you know, with several rounds. So I think the tactics were wrong as well from Soul Pappy. All Anthony Taylor did was cross over. He just, you know, like. Do you know what I mean by crossover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As in, like, cross, just crossed his legs. Yeah. And then came through with a punch and then, um, uh, what's it called? Um, just, uh, what's the word? Clinch. Clinch, yeah. <laughs> just, it's like, a, it's like an MMA move. Yeah. And he just kept doing it. And Soul Piper wasn't able to get his timing off. And by the time Soul Piper was maybe getting close, it was too late because it was round three. So again, you know, that messed up with the whole timing. And, you know, I, I like, I think with Salt Pappy, Salt Pappy's a decent fire. And I think he just got super hyped, mm. hyped up. Yeah. Like to a point where people were being like, KSI Salt Pappy, put me in the same level. And I'm like, guys, do you not understand who I am? <laughs> he was doing that like, too. He was saying that to us that he wanted to fight. Yeah, you. yeah. But like, yeah, and I'm looking at this. And I'm looking at Mams like, Mams, am I going crazy? Like, should I fight this guy? <laughs> do I actually need to fight this guy and obliterate him to show everyone the levels? Because with temper, everyone was like, oh, I don't know. In case I might struggle with him, da, 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 da. And then I just deleted him. And then, you know, Joe Fournier deleted him. And now with Tommy Fury, everyone's saying Tommy Fury's going to destroy me. People are saying me and Jake Paul, Jake Paul's above me. Tommy Fury is going to absolutely annihilate me because uh, Jake struggled to beat Tommy Fury. Like, I have no chance. And I'm there like, do you not understand or know who I am? Like, I'm not a guy that's just going to go in and just lose. I don't lose. I can't. I literally made the doc where it's called can't lose because I just physically cannot fathom losing. So, yeah, for, for me, I'm just there like, uh, you know, so there's a lot of noise. There's mm. a lot of noise. And I just have to just, you know, <laughs> try not to, you know, be on Twitter and say too much. But, um, yeah, I try to hold myself in a lot. But. First round comes and goes, you and Joe Fournier, how are you feeling going into yeah. the second so first round was just me trying to figure him out, man, because once I hit him with that shot, I think it was like after 15 seconds, I just quick blitz, you know, just see what was up. And, uh, you know, he did well to like, you know, eat the shot, but I could tell instantly from then he was just very negative and he was weird. Like he wasn't, he wasn't really trying to hit me. It was more like a negative hit. So he was, he was like a bit tentative. So I'm there like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of these fights where I'm going to have to like really like chase him down a little, you know, cut off the ring and stuff like that. So it was me just trying to get, you know, find the range, uh, figure out what I needed to do. So, you know, with me and my team, we talked and I was like, oh, you know, I want to just try the bounce for like the whole of the first round. So that's basically what we did. And then second round, I, I was like, all right, I feel pretty blessed and pretty full fit. No problems. You know, I'm standing there just chatting. Took two, three breaths, deep breaths. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, all right, I think I've invested enough time uh, into the body. You know, I've done a few body shots. So, you know, 
he's expecting a lot more body shots. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try and overhand him. And yeah, I put, I put that in my head. I was like, cool. I'm going to throw an overhand uh, when he least expects it. So, you know, a few more body shots and then overhand. And I, it hit him clean. I was like, cool, I've got him. So, uh, you know, at this point, I'm not really too sure what he's going to do. Because, you know, there's three options when you get rocked. You have a clinch. You have a just guard and just take the damage. Or you just go for broke and swing wildly. So I knew, all right, this guy, I'm not too sure what he's going to do. I'm going to just go straight right to the body because it's a safe bet. You know, it's an easy, I know, I know it works. And I know my right to the body is a horrible, it sucks. So as soon as I, as soon as I did it, him right to the body, he's there like trying to just hold on to me and just clinch. And at that point, I tried to step back and come through with a hook. Now he's falling into me trying to clinch me and I just come through with a hook. And before I knew it, he's on the ground and I'm like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm there like, yo, my powers come through yet again. And I, I just deleted him. So then I'm gassed. Everyone's going crazy. You know, I'm talking to the um, I'm talking to the uh, announcer being like, yeah, yeah, I did my thing. And then he's like, oh, it was an elbow. I was like, elbow? What? No, nah, man. I hit with overhand. I took his life and that was it. And then it was only when I went backstage. So I haven't seen the replay at this point. And, you know, I was talking to Slim and Dean the Great uh, before I went backstage. And they were like, yeah, nice KO, but I think it was an elbow. And I was like, what? There's no way I would elbow him. Why would I do that? It just makes no sense. Like, I'm winning the fight. I can understand if I'm losing the fight and I'm desperate. And you know, even then, I'm like, how would I elbow and it not look, like, intentional? It's just weird. So I went back, looked at it, and I was like, bro, from all these replays, it looks like I just hit him with my elbow. And, like, or, uh, you know, hit him in my forearm. And I'm like, at that point, I'm just devastated. That's all I think about. And I'm like, this has ruined all my hard work. Like, just... It's it's so annoying because I work so hard. And then, you know, I both like I look back at the fight and I look so good. Second round, I did everything right. And then just that one moment has just destroyed or just look just ruined everything I worked for. And it, I don't know, it was just frustrating. And you know, I, I, I don't know, it really pissed me off if I'm being honest, because I'm looking online and everyone's like. Elbow, elbow, forearm, you cheat, you cheat, you cheat, should be disqualified, da, 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 da. And I'm like, bro, I just went for a right hook. <laughs> I went for a right hook because I knew he was trying to clinch me. And it's like, bro, I wasn't, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. Um, I, I saw in the post-fight presser, there was some talk that you and your team were saying that you hit him first with the right and then the, like, the continuation was the elbow. Now in retrospect, do you believe that it was just the elbow that knocked him out? Well, no, I, I truly still believe that I hit him with the glove. And while he's falling, it like, because it was so fast. And if you look at the playback, like normal speed, it's just like you blink and you'll miss it. So I feel like I came through and it probably grazed, maybe the glove grazed him, but a lot of the impact hit with the forearm. And then, yeah, he just got dropped. So... Yeah, and, you know, obviously, 
I, I know um, Joe Fournier is going to, you know, oh, he's already appealed and all of that. And, you know, with the PBA, if it's a no contest, fine. You know, I'd be pissed if it's a d- disqualification because I didn't intentionally try to hit him with my forearm or my elbow or whatever. Like, I came through with a right hook to try and knock him out while he was coming in to clinch me. Because I knew he was gonna, he was trying to scramble to save his life after I hit him with an overhand. So yeah, if it's a no contest, fine. You know what? You're at peace it is with what that. it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just move on. And I'll have you know five wins, zero losses, one draw, and one no contest. And you know, people are like one no contest in the future. They'll just check it out and see the situation. But yeah, you know, I think that's for me, I'm at peace with the no contest. I don't, I don't really mind. Like, because for me, I'm a, I'm a fair guy. <laughs> like if, if it is a no contest, it's a no contest. It is what it is. Like, I don't need a win. I'm not there. Like, ah, oh, like for me, the reason I came back was to knock out Jake Paul. Like this, these are all just side quests to get to Jake Paul. But you know, now I can indirectly destroy Jake Paul's legacy by being Tommy Fury. I'll so, ask you about that in a moment, but uh, I yeah, saw sure. Joe say he believes you did it on purpose. Yeah. This, What's your response to that? I just think that's ludicrous. I'm winning the fight. I'm winning everything about the fight. I literally rocked you with an overhand. Why would I want to elbow you, bro? <laughs> it's just so ludicrous. It literally makes no sense. And like I said, it makes sense if I was losing the fight and I'm, I'm desperate. Okay, fine. But there was no desperation. I was fit. Two rounds in, I was comfortable. I hit him with several big shots. And he was he was shook. He was shook. He was scrambling. He, was, he needed saving. So, yeah. And, and uh, you, you've been told that he's appealing? Like, that's 100%? Yeah, no, it is. He's appealed. He's okay, appealed. It's, and we'll, you know, PBA have announced it. Yeah, and, and your prediction as to what they do? I mean, there are some people who believe... Yeah, I, 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 I predict it'll be a no contest. Okay, there are some people who yeah, believe yeah, yeah. Oh, PBA won't do anything because they want to be in business with you. And so they're just going to say, yeah. like, no harm, no foul. You think ultimately they'll call it a no contest? No, I, I think they'll probably just call it a no contest. I think, yeah, like... Obviously, I'd love it to be a, a victory, but you know, if the public opinion is, ah, oh, it should be a no contest, and everyone's saying it is a no contest, and I have a victory. I don't know. It just it might leave a sour taste in my mouth, and it might it just it's just a weird, awkward situation. So, I think for the public and for the PBA and for me and for Joe Forney, you know, at least now Joe Forney doesn't look like a loser. He can be like, oh, you know because of the whole no contest it doesn't really count even though i was all over him but yeah can you explain to me in the audience why you go with the pba not the british boxing board of control uh so we go with the pba because they allow um the fighters on the undercard to fight uh if it was the british board of control most of the fighters on the undercard would not be able to fight what do you mean by that because they don't have experience uh, according to the British Board of Control, yeah. So okay. someone like me and someone like Joe Fournier would be would work perfectly. But everyone else, it's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's they decide, and we wouldn't be able to do it in time for the amount of misfits events that we want to have each year. Okay. Um, and so here you are, 
and you have this situation and it kind of ends a little bit, you know, unceremoniously. Yeah, sour. Yeah. Yeah. Sour, yeah He's yeah. pushing for a rematch. Why uh, aren't you into the rematch idea? Because it's because <laughs> I was just all over him and it's just, I was beating him and it was easy. It was way easier than I thought it'd be. And I'm just like, what's the point? Why not? And if anything, most people are like, what's the point? The public are like, this is, no, we, we don't care. But you beat him anyway. So fight Tommy Fury. People want to see me get tested. People are sick and tired of me just deleting people. They're mm. like, all right, cool. Let's see how you do against Tommy Fury. If you delete him, then fine, you're the GOAT. And then we'll never say a bad word again. But right now, it's like they want to see me get tested. And so Tommy Fury is 100% next? That's, I mean, I want it to be 100% next. It's, you know, obviously negotiations happen, but bro, okay. that's what I want. I want that fight. I, I I just wasn't sure if the negotiations happened already, like if there was a no, deal. No, 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 it hasn't, it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened. Okay, yet. and why, so you say that the goal is to knock out Jake Paul, right? And these are all side yes. quests. And so yeah. Jake's fighting in August. Why not wait to see what happens there? If Jake beats Nathan Diaz, I still believe KSI. And I've asked just for... Just Bro, for, he does not want to fight me, come man. Come on. I just still feel like this is the biggest fight. It is It is a humongous fight. But he doesn't want to fight. Bro, after losing to Tommy Fury, he lost all confidence. He, 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 he left BJ Flores and he's gone back to... Um, Shane Mosley. What's Mosley. his old... Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley. Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend. He's gone back to him. He, you know, he, he's just not on, he's unsure of himself. I think if he if he beat Tommy Fury, he'd be like, yeah, KSI, let's go. But now because of him losing to Tommy Fury, he's like, ah, I don't want to fight him right now. Ah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Because he knows I beat him, that is it for him. It's over. He can't, who else is going to care about who he fights? And so, okay, but he beats Nate, the confidence is back, right? If your theory is correct, the confidence is back. Yeah, but am I going to just wait for Jake? No. Or well, would when, I... When is the Tommy fight supposed to be? Like, when are you targeting it for? Uh, I don't think I can say. Okay. Is it around the same I time? I I can say. Ish? Kind of? Ish. Okay, ish. So Maybe. Mean, so <laughs> it, 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 okay, is there a world? Is there a world Nate beats... Uh, excuse me, Jake beats Nate, you beat Tommy, and then this is the one? Or, or are you saying it's well, dead? Is it I mean, dead? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say it's dead, but like, if I beat Tommy Fury, yeah, and Jake beats Nate, bro, everyone's going to be like, JJ's going to win. Surely. But you know, styles make fights, different days. I know styles make fights, yeah, 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 but like, at that point, like, the wave would be on my favor, in my favor. Everyone would be on my side. I still think it would be gigantic. Be I think you guys could sell at Wembley. It would be huge. Like of Wembley course, Stadium, of not Wembley Arena. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be huge. But, you know, it's again, would Jake want to fight me after I beat Tommy Fury? Have you ever gone close? What do you mean? To making the fight. Has there ever been? We were very close. We were very close. When, when was the last time you were close? Or very um, close. Mams, Mams is better at saying this, but we were basically, we had the venues ready, we had the dates ready, and then literally Nikisa just came through with a call and said, Jay, don't want to fight. And this is and bef- then dead at it. Before, which before he announced um, Nate Diaz. Oh, like very recently? Yeah. That was, they announced Nate Diaz in April? Yeah. 
We were literally like after I beat um uh Temper. Uh was it was it after I beat Temper? I was like, yeah, we were talking in talks. And then I don't know if I announced, I think it would have been after Fournier. I think either in August, August or December. But yeah, we set two dates and yeah, they just said now. Nah. We were close. We said we had a wait agreed on, blah, 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 blah. And then they just said, actually, nah, now. And then this one with Nate. And then they yeah, announced Nate. And I was like, okay. Bro, and he announced Nate so early, bro. It, you know, what? the fight's in August. Too early. Why, why is that early? Well, I, I, I don't know. I just felt a type of way. I was like, why are you, like, you're letting everyone know, okay, I'm fine in August. So, like, oh. nothing's happening between now and August. Bigger so fight. Like, KSI I'm Jake or KSI... Or Nate Jake. Oh no, it is KSI Jake. <laughs> no, KSI Jake, let's be honest. I also I feel like Nate is just not with it. What do you mean? He he just doesn't seem there. Like I was watching the press conference, I was like, is he okay? <laughs> no, he's good. That's just Nate. That's just Nate. Is that just he doesn't okay, he doesn't bad. love press conference? What about that host for the press conference? I mean, he really. I mean, oh yeah, uh, yeah, he was fantastic. Smashed man. it, oh, right? Well, oh, thank you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, by the way, uh, Nikisa actually sent me a text with a few things. Can I can I read it to you? Yeah, go for it. He said, "We have always approached fights with the mindset of getting them done." Hence why we agreed mm. to do the fight in the UK, even though Jake has done much bigger gates and pay-per-views than KSI, in his words. Okay. The main sticking mm -hmm. points are weight and money, and it has to be under the BBBOC if it's in the UK. Are you okay yeah, with that? Calm. I, I don't mind that. Okay. Of course. All right. Yeah, sure. This is good. I think we can make a fight right here. Uh, <laughs> KSI has put rehydration clauses on Dylan Dennis, Joe Fournier, wants Jake to come down to 180 and have a rehydration clause. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Jake fought at 185 for the first time against Tommy, and it was an easy cut. He's not used to cutting weight. However, Jake is willing to do 180 plus the rehydration cross. This is good. This is good. Okay. As right. long as it's true winner takes all. Jake wins, then he and MVP get all the profits plus KSI's purse. If KSI wins, he gets all the profits and Jake's purse. What do you think of that? I said yes, sure. Okay. If they want a straight 50-50 deal, then it's a fight at 185, no rehydration. We like mid to late February. We are thrilled KSI is fighting Tommy. And that's the end of the text. So what do you think? I feel like we've got something here, no? Wait, mid to late February? Yeah. Next year? Yeah, that's what he wrote. We like mid to late February. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? Okay, forget about what, the date. So, sh so should I wait? Till next year. No, that's what I'm saying. He fights <laughs> Nate, fight. you fight Tommy, and then, you know, by then, I feel like February is okay, no? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say December, but December, the, the Saudi thing might happen, so it's probably not a good idea to do anything. What's Saudi? The heavyweight tournament thingy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it keep, I, I don't know if it's actually happening, but I've heard rumors, and if that's happening, then I, I ain't going anywhere near that. <laughs> what about this I mean, weight stuff like, that he's saying? Green. The 50-50, the 85, if not, you know, like, what do you think of all that? Well, for me, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Let's go. I'm, I'm just down to fight, bro. But yeah, yeah, I think 1-8, because like for me, like 1-8 is perfect. Because with, you know, the fight with Logan, uh, I wasn't even at my like perfect weight for these things. Like, 
I was I had to put on a lot of weight to you know reach Logan's uh, weight, blah blah blah. So yeah, for me, I don't mind. I'm happy. Like 180, let's go. What if it's 185 though? No rehydration, 50-50. I think for for me, it's it's harder because Jake is naturally bigger and heavier than me. So it's like giving him an unfair advantage. And I'm like, all right, why don't you just do the 180? You can still go up to that the certain amount that you want to be at. So are you and down then, with yeah, 180 no rehydration clause? 180. Yeah. Or 185, but you want a rehydration. Uh I prefer the 180. You prefer the 180. Uh, guys, 180 is let's my, call yeah, up uh, Jake Mams, Nikisa. We'll do it right now. We'll get the deal done right now. Call Joe Markowski. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not doing it. Don't worry. I don't want to do a yeah, crazy yeah. Twitter spaces like you did last time uh, after the, the Well, show. I think Mams said he wanted to do a live stream of us all together Shit. to make the deal happen. Can I moderate that? Moderate that! <laughs> God, I don't even want to be in a room with them too, man. You I don't just, like them. I, you really, I you know, I, I thought it was like a wrestling thing. I thought you guys were all friends behind the scenes. Oh, no, no, no. You no, really no, hate no. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm just not, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with them, bro. So I then just, how can you I go into business? How can you go into business? No, we can. Well, I let man deal with it, if I'm being honest. Okay. I don't, I, I'm just there like, yo, just tell me what, what's up and then I'll, I'll fight. But like, um, ultimately, a lot of time, I'm just there like, I'll fight. But then I've got people around me being like, okay, this doesn't make sense for you. This is unfair on you. They're trying to take advantage. And then when people try to take advantage of me, then it just pisses me off. So I'm just like, let's just make this fair and let's just go. But... Which fight excites you more, Tommy or Jake? Tommy. Oh, really? So you've now changed? Yes. Because, is, because is everyone, to... yeah. for me, everyone believes I'm going to get destroyed. And I, I like when, for me, I get to prove people wrong. That's mm. like always been my thing. So, so when you were here just, in studio, mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt you. When you're here, you said um, like this is all about knocking out Jake. Have you changed the yeah. mission now? Has the mission changed? I, I think because Tommy beat Jake instantly. Uh, I'm there, like, oh, okay, I beat Tommy. I'm that guy, and then I can just laugh. I can. Well. I'm indirectly destroying everything Jake Paul has done. His whole career, I've just shat on by beating Tommy. Any any chance you fight Tommy and then retire? If I want to really, you know, <laughs> be evil, then yeah, I could. I could. I fully could. I fully could just go, ha ha, I'm out. I'm doing music again. I'm doing Sidemen. Peace. And then, then what? Mm. And then he will always have this thing. But I don't know. You know, like, there's all, there'll always be a part of me where it's like, you know what? I'd love to be the man that just fully sleeps him. Mm. Fully sleeps him. And the thing is, with me, every fight I do, I just get better and better and better. Whereas with Jake, you're kind of seeing a plateau now. You're kind of seeing the level he's at. So... Yeah, man. I don't know. I still feel I. I don't know if you saw the press the part of the press card. I asked him about your fight. I don't think he was happy about that. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't think he was happy that you asked him. <laughs> yeah, no. I, that, that's what I'm talking he was about. Like, yes. Oh, I'm here to promote my fight. 
I don't care about KSI, blah, blah, blah. I was just trying to kill time when Nate went to the bathroom. You know, I wasn't expecting yeah. a bathroom break in the middle of the press. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Oh, my before. gosh. And and overall, were you happy with uh, Misfits 007? Was this yeah, a- no, I thought incredibly happy. Bro, with every Misfits event, especially when it's pay-per-view, it's always, you know, huge. There's always something happening, where it's 004 or 001. All the pay-per-view ones have been amazing. And all the, you know, the ones in between, have been good as well so yeah i I think with misfits it hasn't even been a year and it's made so it's done so well in less than a year so i for me it's exciting you know disown are very happy everyone's very happy and yeah we just keep it up keep it going the one with the two big boys fighting that was huge that was big i i i don't know if you know who boogie or wings are but for me and a lot of like ogs in the youtube space and people who have been, you know, on YouTube for time will know how crazy it was to see that happen. Why? Why because, was it so crazy? Well, for me, like, I used to watch these guys, like, 12, 13, 14 years ago, like, in my in my room, just, you know, seeing them play Call of Duty or making funny videos here and there. And I, I'm just there, like, these big guys being able to you know get into the ring and just punch it out it's just phenomenal it's crazy it's like i'm trying to think like it's like mr beast and pewdiepie fighting wow yeah but like back then right right, right. they were like the guys really yeah yeah oh yeah i thought they were just two big boys um who's no 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 there's a, a lot of history a lot of history top five pound for pound crossover boxers right now top of your top of your dome who's top uh, five top five um oh i'm okay including yourself yeah yeah okay uh tommy fury one number one really oh yeah he, he beat jake yeah but what about you yeah but like if i'm being honest you know I'm an honest. I'm. I, you just I'm said you're the guy. man. You don't lose. You're the goat. You're the about all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't lost. I haven't fought Tommy. Let <laughs> me fight Tommy, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, come fine, on. Come all on. right, fine. Okay, fine. All right. I like it. Uh, number two, I'll put me. Okay. Number three, I'll put Jake. Number four, I'll put. Don't say Dylan Downs. Come on, I mean that's crazy. Oh, get out. <laughs> Get out! What? What are you saying? How dare you even speak of his name? Jesus Christ! Sorry, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Um, I'll probably say I'll probably say so happy. Wow! Uh, even though he lost. No, no. But if I'm gonna include no, Anthony Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I'll put Anthony Taylor in there, and, and then, then five. and then five. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to throw a little span in the works. I'm going to say Deji. Oh, your bro. <laughs> look good. My bro. That because I'm, nice. I was very impressed yeah. with how he looked. Uh, yeah, I was Yeah, I was very impressed. And these are all like active fighters as well. Sure, yeah, sure, I'm very sure. impressed. Um, by the way, the bottles back there uh, look great. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> when, I think of, when I think of bottles... Oh, there's yeah, another one. What is that? Yellow? Yeah, yeah. Is that a new one? So this is a, yeah, this is the lemonade one. Oh wow! So I think this is coming out tomorrow in the US. No UK things, but that's breaking news. That's our breaking news music. That was the breaking news right there.
Oh Frank. wow! Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> Wait, what? What is that? What is that? Does that happen every time there's breaking yeah, news? Yeah, whatever. Frank just presses the button. Breaking news. He hears it. He presses it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to make more breaking news. What do you what? got? What do you know. got? What else? Uh. Uh. Fought Jake Paul. Okay, there we go. There it is. You oh, see? Nice. Wait, what's the, what's the picture on the bottle? <laughs> oh, it's me and Logan. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is incredible. No, yeah. what I was trying to say was uh the bottles are great and uh when I see them, uh I I think of uh you know that that football team in in London who's bottling it right now. Um what are they called? Uh what's their names? Oh. <laughs> oh, come on, really? Brighton? You know, it's so funny. Three it's nil so Brighton. Come on. It's so funny, man. Like literally today. <laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure Holland is just like Holland messaged me and he just sent me a gift. Wait, Erling Holland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a flex! You're just, you're you're just saying like Holland, man. Like I, what, you guys are boys. Well, I'm I'm KSI, man. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> The more you, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but I forgot. yeah, like <laughs> I sent, I sent a video. I'm not gonna say what the video was, but it's very funny now how well he's doing oh and God. how well Man City's doing. It's very, yeah, it's very funny, and I'm very angry. <laughs> if I would have offered you, you lose to Fournier, but Arsenal wins, wins the Premiership. No, 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 no. I'm no? sorry. Okay, I can't lose. I can't lose. Nah, I'm a selfish man, brother. <laughs> I just wanted to know how deep it went. And by the way, mathematically, you're still in it, but you'll be out come Saturday afternoon. Do you know why? Why? Because you're going to fucking Nottingham Forest. You're going to play a fucking red-hot Nottingham Forest at the city ground. City ground. Da, 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 da. You saw what they did at Chelsea, huh? You saw that. Yeah, yeah, great. Two two. Yeah, fantastic, mate. You're not you're not worried about that? No, I'm not worried. No, honestly, like the, the season's done. The season's oh, done. Okay. Well played. Man City have won. This way is. Can you guys just throw in the towel? Because we need this. We need to stay up. What do you throw in the towel? <laughs> well, just don't show up on Saturday. We get the three points and then we're good to go. Yeah, we'll just get our second team to play. Yes. That would be wonderful. You and the sidemen show up. You and the sidemen. Nah, Look, I'm that'd be sick. That would be sick. I'm, I'm still super proud of like Arsenal in general. The goal was Champions League, and uh, somehow we managed to be in a title race for a little bit. Uh, but uh, fair play, Man City. What they've won it six times in seven years. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be the first loser. It's yeah. all right. All good. No problem. <laughs> uh, and uh, by the way, uh, please thank the side men. They did a nice video. Uh, looking at some of my old interviews with Rampage and, and yeah, reacting. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that, that got me a lot of street cred with the kids. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Simon so, reacts. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So much love to them. All right, next, uh, last thing, next Misfits uh, event is when? Uh, I do not know. Wow. I couldn't tell you. I wait, just, oh, wait. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it announced yet or are you just so? No, like, it's not been announced. It's oh, been okay. Announced. Thought, sorry, I thought yeah, that yeah. was... Um, it must be crazy to come back like on a Monday and you're just like a regular human again, right? I guess you're well, not. Well, it's great. Well, yeah, and it's crazy. Like, you know, even today I went, did sidecars. This is our like 
podcast I would do on Side Plus where it's like a paid uh, subscription thing. And then before that, I did, I, okay, well, I can't say, but I did something before that as well. And then, yeah, and came back, chilled with the kitten, ate some food, and then, yeah, now I'm here. But it's been good, man. Like, I've been able to eat whatever I want. Like, last week, you know, I was just eating fish, oh. fish and pasta, man. Well, little bits of pasta, just fish, and it was just going through me. But Congratulations yeah. on the win. I know it was, uh, you know, not the way you wanted it to bit go sweet. down. Yeah, bittersweet. <laughs> uh, you look good for those, you know, four and a half or so minutes. Very MVP-esque out there, and I yeah, saw him yeah, uh, yeah. jump Huge in. Yeah, inspiration, Oh, man, sure. with the way you're bouncing around it looks exactly like him it's uh well it's 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 really believe it or not like it's a hard it's exhausting it's a really right? hard style no it, it, well that but it's a hard style to fight oh but right. yes yeah. it, it's it is also exhausting to do yes like for especially for six rounds i have the fitness to do it for six rounds uh and i'm sure you know my next fight eight whatever i'll be able to yeah i'll make sure i have the fitness to do it for as many rounds as i want but yeah, it's it's a lot. It takes it out of your legs a lot. But that's that is my defense. My legs are my defense. You know, I know a lot of people they're like slipping and you know parrying and all this and that. My defense is my legs, and that's also my attack. So I'm able to switch from attack to defense really quickly. And then you know, a lot of people go, "Oh, I'd be able to beat KSI. I'd be able to beat KSI." Get in the ring with me, and you understand it's horrifying because it's you don't really know what to do. And before you know it, before you try to do something, I've knocked you out. <laughs> so yeah, that's Whether it's I, like be a punch or, against... or an elbow. You know, you never oh, know. Shut up! Well, no, no, I'm just saying you're not. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's also I saw what what's his name, Conor McGregor. Oh, he gave being me props. Like, oh, I, I loved it. Give me props. I'm there, like, bro. I didn't even favorite the tweet. I was like, bro, <laughs> shut up, man. Like, stop acting like I did it. On purpose. Oh, I'm trying to elbow this guy. It's so it's infuriating. This is what happens when you train at an MMA gym. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they they believe it or not, they've never actually taught me how to elbow someone. <laughs> I feel like now you have a. I mean, would you consider after Saturday a career in? No, I would no. never want to join or do MMA. It's horrible. I hate it. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying, bro. Yeah, it's a, like a completely different level, and then. I'm gonna to stay to the boxing. By the way, I said we were, but I, I just I have to give you props. The WrestleMania bit was fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was you. great. Would you ever do that? Uh no, nah, not really. Oh, nah, because I I enjoyed it, but I don't know. Like it's a lot. It's a lot, and the little that I did, it was a lot. And you know, I'm just gonna leave it to the professionals, man. They're just very good. I'm gonna to stick to my lane. I'll let them do their thing. Maybe I'll show up. Here and there, you never know. Like, I don't mind showing up doing appearances, but I don't think a full on wrestling match <laughs> would be warranted personally. That scene but, at the end there, that whole sequence, that was incredible. Yeah. What you guys did. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. Logan is so talented at all of that. So, yeah, it's, he just, you know, helped me along the way. And uh, even Seth Rollins was very sick as well. So, yeah, full props to everyone. And, bro, it was so cool. Like, me and everyone backstage, it was like <laughs> ten-year-old me was screaming, bro, yeah. <laughs> screaming. I'm like, yo, oh my god! I remember, like in WWF, where all these guys, Undertaker, Rey yeah. Mysterio, uh, 
Yeah, man. Wild, wild. What a life. And now you're texting with Erling Holland. I mean, it must be nice. Uh, stop. Unbelievable. Stop. Uh, congrats, yeah. my friend. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, no, uh, no. My pleasure, man. Oh, bro, of all the, every time, bro. I love being on here. Oh, it means a lot. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, good luck getting the Tommy fight done. And then I think we made a lot of work. Uh, you know, I think we got some good stuff done. I think February. Well, I, I, I didn't even know about the February. God damn it, I mean, he's just throwing, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm just passing along the February. Tech. Yeah, yeah. I, well, we'll see how I feel. Okay. If I'm feeling <laughs> like a dickhead, then I, I might just beat Tommy and then leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I still think it happens. It happens at Wembley in 2024. That's my prediction. Okay. I, we'll see. We'll see. Thank you, KSI. Talk to you later. Right, JJ, you peace me. out. There Take he is, care. the man. Uh, KSI joining us, coming off his uh, big fight against one Joe Fournier, billionaire Joe. What about the fact that uh, he just uh, he just casually mentioned uh, that he was texting with Erling Holland? I mean, is that the greatest flex of all time? I think the the greatest flex of all time is telling him don't you know him ksi bro yeah yeah that was great aren't you up to speed i mean, I, did, you I didn't know holland holland was down i don't know i mean he is a young guy uh he's probably even younger than uh than ksi himself he's like 22 oh, sure. right no doubt but oh, for no some doubt. reason to me he's like 35 because he looks like a freaking you know Viking. and he's just so good so successful man he's ksi bro what's wrong with you I'm sorry. Yeah, I fucked up on that one. Uh, do you think we got something done there? Do you think we got closer? Yeah, for sure. The terms kind of got agreed to, right? You think so? I don't know if they did. I, I'd <laughs> like right. to I think we see KSI it, Jake. It started with like, yep, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And then it was like, well, the hydration, 180. Yeah. Then it started getting mucked up a little bit. The one thing I'll say, I really thought as of this weekend, I thought this was all a work. Like I what thought, do you mean? I, I thought they were all kind of friends behind the scenes because, again, he's friends with his bro- he's business partners with yeah. his brother, Jake and KSI. You thought were friends? I thought I he thought, thought it was, was like a work, like yeah. they were faking it. Exactly. Now I sort of feel like they really hate each other. But what do you say? Hate? What do you mean? Like, here's I don't what. Think okay, thank you. Them actually hate each other. Okay, thank you. Uh, he, he, here's what I believe now, or what I'm Define feeling. Define hate. Okay. Th- yes. Great question. Um, <laughs> I always thought that they were cool enough to make a deal. Now I wonder if their feelings oh. will stop them from making a deal. I see and, what you're and I don't oh, just mean no, that. I mean mean everyone involved. The whole like the spite of it to cut off their nose. Not just. It's just like sometimes you hate a guy, you can't make a deal with yeah. him. And especially I, when it's different when um, I'm, I don't think they hate each other, but I'm just using it like if Aljo and Sugar hate each other, UFC will make the deal. Here they have to make the deal. Now I guess the zone can. Say, like, guys, like, what are we doing here? This is a gigantic fight. Like, let's just make the deal. I, I, I wonder now too, if the deep... Too much money. If the hatred is so deep that... But too I think much money. Nah, I think it'll happen. Rick could still be right. It could just be a long-term play. I think it's a long He's doing game. all this just, just to How sell long? the fight. How long? February of next year. Well, so oh, we got about nine more is. months. All right. What is the basis of their hate, truly? I still don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make I think sense. it's like professional rivalry. I mean, yeah, I love the way he talks about it. He like hates- he's just like, if I beat Tommy Fury, I shit on everything Jake Paul has ever done professionally. <laughs> it, it feels very confined to the boxing realm, though. It's like it's what ridiculous. they don't really have. Like, what's the real beef? You know. Here, here's the thing that I will say: the cro- whatever you want to call this crossover influencer world, yeah. the one thing they should try to avoid is letting politics 
get in the way of making big fights because that's the one thing that they could say, like, look, if you want to stick to the old guard, they're the ones who let politics get in the way. We don't. We give you the fights that you want to see, the fans. We deliver for you. And there, there's no bigger fight than this one, right? Long, long game. It's coming. Yeah, I think it's coming. So. Oh, me too. I, 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 I said it, 2024. It's coming. Did you guys know what I was saying with the bottle? Like, at what point did you get? <laughs> yeah, it picked up on it pretty quick. Pretty quick. I, th- think, I he, think he did too. He did the bottle. Yeah. Um, I think he appreciated wait, the what, breaking Now, news. did you did you plant it by like you started it with like the only reason you referenced the bottles? One thousand percent. Yeah. And then he started okay, talking right. about the lemonade, and I was like, right, I was going to say, I thought you knew something. No, I thought you know, I had it, no idea. It just got announced. Frank's fra- yeah, favorite the flavor is lemonade, so he's he's pretty hyped back here. That might be the first time that you uh, you like press the button right away there, Frank, without I'm me sorry. prompting. No, no, I like no, it. No, it was I mean, good. No, yeah, we we've actually been talking about I that. Thought we were a news channel. No, no, it was good. Um, that was fun. <laughs> we have to make our picks for this weekend and also recap the weekend that was. A reminder: we are live tomorrow at one p.m. Eastern. No Wednesday show this week. Second shows on Tuesday. So one p.m. Eastern tomorrow uh, because I'm going to Dublin. I'm going to be at the Black Forge on Friday night, by the way, guys. Black Forge, 7 p.m. is when I'm pulling up, all right? Where's it's, it's the a, McGregor? Music. Jeez, Frank. I don't even just, think he's going just, to be there. And this is not a thing. I am just I just made this up. So I hope Made it up right now? I hope they're right. <laughs> no, I just looked at the schedule, and I'm like, all right, the day I'm going to go is on Friday at 7. Like, it's not like a planned thing. Connor doesn't even know. I'm just showing there up. There it is, Frank. Jeez. But I don't think he's going to be there. Any just, chance you just pull up and it's just like you just have a nice meal? Well, d- didn't we just see he was there with Eddie just now, right? Is yeah. he there? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie and Connor were there. Oh, uh, I mean, what, today? I'm, I'm not looking at my Twitter. I think, doing I a think show. they had a meeting today, yeah. Well, um, okay, so maybe he is going to be there. Yeah. I'm just saying, nice. like, I didn't tell him that I was going at this time on this day. You know what I'm saying? Um well, this is the announcement. This Honor, is the announcement. Yourself. This is the announcement. Seven o'clock. Uh, they might have to close it down. I know Connor's pretty popular over there, but I think I'm more popular in Ireland. What do you guys think? For sure. Did you think that it was um, presumptuous <laughs> that I was calling this the homecoming for Katie and I? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get that part. Oh, I said it was a but, homecoming uh, for both of us. I thought that's why they had it on the post. Ian Gary's. Thing. Ian Gary's bringing the UFC back to Dublin. You're bringing. I don't know. People. I'm just bringing big events back to Dublin. Yeah. It's not just UFC. I'm not just focused on the UFC. All right. All right. Thank you very much to Ooh. all those great sponsors. That's a lot. That is a lot, man. Great Even job handling it. Uh, Thank you. Sorry, I saw this weird uh, tweet here from someone. Oh, yeah, what this say? Uh, oh, no, just asking if they could use some of the content from the Cedric Dumbe um, interview. I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, like a French organization? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're legit. Do they not know you're live? Just, just, to, just yeah. I just saw it pop up right here. Um, no, they probably don't. The disrespect. Here's the one thing I'll just say: like people, a lot of like content creators out there. I saw the one girl who the UFC seems to love, like take Pete's interview and completely yeah. crop him out. Like she got flamed pretty hard for that. Yeah, rightfully so. You should get fucking flamed. Like no, don't steal you, people's shit. And by the way, if you're gonna repo, like why cutting out the person? Like. Everyone's trying to make it. Everyone's trying to get it. And it's not because, you know, he's my friend or whatever. It's just like, why go to those lengths? If you're going to use the content, use the content. But just give credit where it's due. You don't even yeah, have to. Yeah, but also he's our friend, so F that too. Well, that too. But, like, I'm, I, I would say this if it was any other website. Like, don't fucking steal people's content. Like, that's why we always try to give credit. We always put it, like, 
at the very least, like this idea that you're going to give someone credit and then they're going to go to that site and never go back to your site is the most bogus thing. You know, like some sites, some outlets don't like to credit or don't like to link. So whack in my opinion. Anyway, um, how do we do this past weekend, gents? Uh, well, we can start with the MMA or parlay. Also, why are you wearing a New York Liberty shirt? Any particular reason? Support local, man. I'm supporting the team here. It's I a like great it. shirt. I mean, all-time logo. Color's great. <laughs> Love it. Uh, did, yeah. did you just play the Super National team. Anthem guy again, Frank? Yeah, I was just reminiscing from the weekend. No, for sure. Uh, I cost us in the MMA or parlay. I took Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker. Does not go to a decision. Uh, it did. And uh, I cost us. Had we won, we would have been back in the green. My fault cost us. Now I'm out for this week. Now it's just you three uh, that will make the picks and hopefully uh, get us back in the green. Kind of need him. Kind of need who? Need Connor to stay on this one. Nah. No, 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 no. We we play by the rules. rules. Come on, Frank. Wait, so is this the first time ever? First time ever, yeah. Wow. Wait, you didn't tell me this. He's not, like, proud of it. I mean, I thought you would have known, you know? <laughs> Forget about the picks, hey, Can we make you know? an exception? Does Ariel even know that he, his, yeah. his Did you know that Natan Levy got canceled? Yes, of course. We talked about okay. it. Remember? Sure. <laughs> I remember said his text was, does this mean I won? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your fight got scrapped, so you won. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. What about the rest of your picks? Uh, all right. Let's go to the singles. Um Get Brian Battle. Easy is better than night. Easy is better than year. Uh, and then we had Cody Stamen. Dicey with the refing there, making him stand up. The illegal kick by by DSA. I don't know. I think he could have gotten that first round. I think he could have gotten the fight because of it, but instead it is a loser. Had the hedge on Rosenstrike. Obviously didn't hit because, I mean, Jelton made it look easy. Hit both our Jelton parlays. Got greedy. Uh, parlaying up the under three and a half. Lost both of those. Uh, to give us a losing week. Needed one more bet, and, and we would have had a winning week. Did not get that. Lose two units on the week. Back down to 15. Down 15 units on the year. You know, obviously still up all time. We have the draft king, T-Spar79. Great pick on him. I mean, looking good. The good hat. Uh, maybe maybe man in the hat inspired hmm. uh, on his profile picture here. Um, but he looks great. Shout out to him. Fantastic lineup, uh, and then just a couple big hitters. Because I mean, even when I'm losing, there are there are a lot of people out there making money. Here we are. Oh, you know yourself. How did I know that was coming? Like it's almost like I can. You I can, can feel, feel it now. Pacing. Yeah, I can like. That means that we're in sync. Yeah, I can tell when it's coming. All right, we started off. Only winners. He uses a bonus bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, and he just decides to uh, shove all the chips in the middle of the table. Plus 20,461. Ten fights of the 11-fight card from Saturday. Turns $4 that really didn't even exist with this bonus bet into 818. Uh, So shout out to him. Great call. Another one. Alina MMA. She goes eight legs. From this weekend, ten dollars into eleven hundred thirty-six, plus eleven thousand three hundred sixty-eight. I mean, a couple underdogs on here as well: Matt Brown, DSA, Brian Battle, Mandy Baum. Another dicey refing situation, but alas, the ticket still cashes. 
uh, another one. Got to gotta shout out some people that just let it all hang out, put the nuts on the table, and just make their call. $500 for at-capping service on Johnny Walker to win by a decision. If I'm not mistaken, that is his, that is his first win by decision in the UFC. Um, turns $500 into $4,375. Uh, so shout out to him. Another one, Nubian Bookstore. We featured him a couple times on here. Marcus Dewan Williams. He says he likes to just kind of choose one bet for each card and just go all in on it. That's what he did. $10,500 on Johnny Walker. Cash is relatively easy. Minus 110. Uh, pays out at 20000 That must have been great to uh, go to the Harris Cherokee in Valley River. Got to respect the paper ticket. Get the cash out from the sports book itself. Uh, a couple of just interesting ones that I wanted to shout out. Before we go, grateful dude. He was in the arena, got to be at the event. I always feel like this makes them a little bit more special. Has two lottery ticket parlays. Jelton Almeida to win inside the distance. Lisboa by sub in one and Lisboa by sub in round three in the other. And Carl Williams turns like $50 into over two grand. Got to watch it live. I mean, this picture where Jelton's getting his post-fight interview must have been just euphoria for him. So shout out to grateful dude. Uh, hope he enjoyed the event. And then last but not least, baby inspired by our very own Jed Mishu, uh, not chat GPT, but Gary Shav throws into his AI. I think this is uh, either my AI app, Snapchat, I think, or something has the AI on it. He asked for what the best three underdogs on UFC Charlotte were. She said Lisboa, DeAndrage, Matt Brown. I don't know why I said she. Is AI she? I... I do we? Uh, I think we roll with that. Yeah. All right. I, I kind of like that. She said, "Lisboa, Deandraj, Matt Brown. It hits. He turns ten dollars into one hundred twenty-two. Uh, interesting way to get it done, but got it done nonetheless. So, shout out to all the winners. Congratulations. All right. Uh, congratulations. We're gonna be big, big hitters, big winners. Oh, I, I know. And I'm gonna cheer you guys on. I'm gonna take uh, the bet. Sucks. I feel good. I feel, feel like good. we can't do it unless you're involved. I disagree. That's how I feel too, Ariel. Wow. Listen, look at all this support. As much as I appreciate it, we play by the rules here. I can't lie. I forgot about the rule. Rick mentioned uh, it, and it like a Yeah, that's what I was saying. You didn't tell yeah. me this before. A weight got lifted. A weight got lifted. It feels nice. You guys have all gotten the week off, and I, now I get to en- kick my feet up and enjoy. I think we have to carry the water here, you know? All right. Let's do it. All right. We're still having uh, you know trouble getting the randomizer oh, to the screen, so... Uh, for, uh, Rick can just see my con- yeah. see my computer screen here. There it is. It's randomizing. Dun, 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 dun. Ariel first, Rick second, Frank third. I verify this. Oh, you, mm. you guys got UFC uh, potentially card of the year here. Darren Hill. You got Big Katie boxing. Taylor. You got Devin. Henry. I'm gonna go. Uh, so I'm not going to pick a winner in the Taylor Cameron fight just because, you know, I'll be working it, but I'll go fight goes decision. Yeah. Okay. Minus 550. I feel like good it. about that. Solid like pick. Um, who's next? I'm going to go a little more risky, but you know what? I like this play. I like this play quite a bit. We're going to go to the UFC, and we're going to go Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like what that. What is that one? Close to even. Minus 135. Yeah. So on DraftKings right now, Katie Taylor to go to a decision is actually minus 650. Uh, right now, 
through two picks, even money. Frank? Well, um, I'm actually going to go with Katie Taylor. Oh. To win. Yeah, no, we can't do can't that. Can't do that. Why can't not? That. Same fight. Because yeah, I already took the prop. This is what we do then. Okay. Go back to UFC. All right. And hmm. take McKenzie <laughs> Dern money line. Wow. Wow. What did he say? Uh, McKenzie Dern money line. Oh. He's into the main event. Minus 175. At the Apex. Uh, right now, minus 190 on DK oh. Sportsbook. My bad. Uh, Three legs plus two oh six. We're swinging. We're How swinging do you feel? fences here. Plus two oh six. Plus two oh six. All right, I like it. I feel good about it. It's a winning ticket. Um, Maybe. And you'll make your picks <laughs> on uh, no bets barred. Yeah, no bets barred. Tune into that. That's it's a little earlier with. than usual. Usually, you may we have the picks on uh, Wednesday, but because we're doing the Monday Tuesday thing this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely definitely locking in Katie Taylor. Uh, the Natalia civil fight not to go to a decision. Um, Mahashate Borshev under two and a half. Um, Joaquin Buckley. There'll be a few more. Listen to No Bet's Bart if you want them. And then obviously, you know, I'll tweet them out, put them on. Wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Spotify, Apple, Google. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. All right. Go with Urbina. That's another one. Yeah, I got got a few locked in already. Okay. Um, So we'll be back tomorrow, 1 p.m. Good day in the books. Appreciate it, gents. I'll talk to you tomorrow in uh, what could be an interesting day, yes? Big Francis announcement. Oh, is that what's happening tomorrow? Well, he tweeted it. I was wondering why we had to come. No, we're coming in because uh, I'm leaving. It just happened to work out. Um, You know yourself. You know yourself. Oh, wow. Guy said he was triggered by it. He's <laughs> saying it. He's, he's like, because I'm, I'm trying to make the yeah. poison. No, no poison I appreciate it. Medicine. I appreciate it. Uh, Frank, you can hear my music. Oh, say, <laughs> Sorry about that. I feel like that was on purpose, and if so, it was really good. But there's also a chance that it wasn't on purpose. Wow. Yeah, With- enjoy your Pokemon water bottle. That was fun. I really like that Cedric Dumbe guy. Very, very uh, charismatic. I enjoyed him very much. Fun stuff. Can I break the fourth wall? Yeah, oh, go ahead. Are we not live anymore or something? Um, oh, whoops. <laughs> no, I went to go mic up Aljo in the green room. Yeah. Sleeping. I mean... I just... He was there left. for... <laughs> Oh, you just... Oh and the, yeah, I'm not, I told Alex to go in there. I'm like, hey, you need to go wake up. <laughs> wow. So what happened? He got up. He was ready for uh, the interview. It was great. But um, I don't know if Alex had a weird interaction or not. Wow. Did he be like, yeah, psst, Aljo. It's like, don't you dare wake me up. Yeah, I'm yeah. Champ. Oh, my God. That is... Uh, I mean, that's a first. You know, he got the car, and I guess we didn't expect the traffic to be this good. It was it was it was better than expected, and uh, I think he got here a little quicker. I would have loved to have seen you going to wake him up. Yeah, I literally walked in. I was like, "Yeah, could get Mike to play later." Oh yeah, yeah. He did seem a little tired. That's a good point. I wasn't thinking of that. Anyway, thank you very much to uh, Cedric Dumbe. Great stuff by him. Thank you very much to Ian Machado Gary. Congratulations to him. Thank you very much, Aljamain Sterling. 
appreciate him coming in very much. And, of course, thank you very much to the great KSI as well. Back tomorrow, same time and place until they say peace. I'm out of here. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Weili is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.